This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Sylvester Stallone superhero movie Samaritan on Amazon Video. Plus, DC Films may have found their guy. The Aquaman and Shazam sequels delayed again. Ezra Miller tries to make good. A potential director may have been picked for Marvel's Fantastic Four movie. She-Hulk and House of the Dragon reactions and a whole bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, August 29th, 2022. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. Hey, 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 what's happening, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie News, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, our very own miniature Italian felty stallion. Uh, we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Just call me Ruggy Balboa. Oh, it's Ruggy Balboa. In hey, Adrian. Get the corner. I got a tattoo of my dog instead of my wife on my shoulder. That's why we're getting divorced. <laughs> is that what, you hear about that? Is that the best? Let me hear your best alone. Yo, yo, Adrian. Hey, oh, Anthony. my balls are itchy. I don't know. <laughs> Anthony, what does he say? Let me hear your Stallone. Hey, uh, so uh, you want to get a little, uh, you want to go get like something to eat or something <laughs> like that? Uh, uh, Oh, you you want to watch me fight? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Why don't you try knocking me down? Yeah, he's got a mumble. My, ring, my ring, my ring's outside. My, my ring's outside. Down. My oh. ring's outside. That's brisk, baby. Brisk. You got, you, you, brisk. You gotta drop your jaw. <laughs> you gotta let your jaw drop. Yeah. Well, that's brisk, you're, baby. You're almost brisk. slurring, and it's barely insufferable. Oh, I oh, heard. Did you hear that? I heard something that? open. What's I'm, happening? Is that a, is that a can of brisk, baby? Brisk. <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't know if you guys listened to that uh, the Patreon where I got drunk, but I'm drinking the same shit. Oh, oh, um, it's called Cut Water. Oh, it boy. is twelve point five. Oh, um, shit. Percent alcohol by volume, so it's like drinking Fuck. four beers in one. Yeah, but it's actually tequila. Oh, oh God! All right. So I predict within about twenty minutes, I will not be able to be understood. All right. I'll oh. sound like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you're gonna sound just like Stallone. I'm sounding a little punchy, Mick. <laughs> Has anyone had a can of Brisk before? Is that the Lipton iced yeah, tea? Yeah, I've had Brisk. Yeah. Brisk. Yeah. He did very sweet. He did iced tea commercials. Yeah, you don't remember that? I don't remember the brisk commercials. See what that's the that's the impersonation where he yeah. loves brisk, baby. <laughs> that's amazing. It's brisk. I'm gonna have to look that up. He sounds kind of like Dean Martin, but yeah, I don't. I, it's, I don't do the best Stallone, but no, I didn't know that I was doing a Stallone. I, I can't. I, I, I never I, tried to do it. I need to listen to him for a little bit and then do it. You have a, a good, good ear at, for things like you can mimic very well. I've noticed. Yeah, I'm a good mimicker, but yeah. I gotta I gotta hear it first. Yeah, I love brisk. Yeah. The brisk tea is delicious. I used to drink that shit all the time. I forgot. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yo, that's 
Rugs, baby. All right. Well, we have a finite time before Rugs is incomprehensible and slurring like Stallone. So let's get to it, shall we? The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, guess what? I got more Warner Brothers Discovery news this week because things keep happening and it's fascinating to watch in real time kind of this changeover of hands, the changing of the guard. Uh, now that David Zaslav is the CEO of Combined Warner Brothers Discovery, the big topic, who's going to lead DC films? Well, they may have found their guy, according to The Hollywood Reporter, says, quote, Dan Lin, the executive turned producer who counts such hits as the live action Aladdin, the Lego movie and the it horror movies among his credits, is in talks to take the role of DC chief. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood Reporter. This role would encompass overseeing not just film, but television as well, with Lynn reporting directly to Warner Whoa. Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav. Wow, that makes him like the second man down. Yes, this structure, it says in the article, that he would bypass three separate division heads. Warner Brothers Pictures heads, Michael DeLuca, Pam Abdi, and you have HBO, HBO Max chief Casey Bloys, and then you have Warner Brothers TV chair Channing Dungy, and all control of DC would be in the hands of... Of one person, a Kevin Feige type, wow, if you will, and he reports right to Zaslav. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dan Lin, never heard of the guy. Sure. Uh, but And there's a reason. He's a behind-the-scenes camera guy, which is why he's just in talks. Nothing's official, but I feel like this might be the guy because that's the kind of guy you want. Uh, let's take a look at his IMDb. They mentioned a couple of these projects. What do you guys think so far of Dan Lin? Uh, just with he did Aladdin, the Lego movie. And, Don't know shit about him. And I mean, producing Sherlock Holmes. Yes, he has done the Sherlock Holmes. He has franchise experience with Sherlock Holmes and the uh, Lego movies. Uh, okay. He, he did produce Godzilla, King of the Monsters and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Executive produced, yeah. Executive produced. Uh, he so here's the one interesting detail to note about the Dan Lin is that he comes with the blessing of one Alan Horn, former Disney chair, who is advising Zaslav. And the reason he likes Dan Lin is because he used to work for Alan Horn uh, in the early 2000s. He was uh, in charge of production of a bunch of things. So. Alan Horn says Dan Lin is a good pick, which is why I think this is probably going to happen. If Alan Horn says me, I, that t- carries a lot of weight. Isn't he the guy who put Feige in place? Yes, he, he was Kevin Feige's former boss, and he's the guy right. who put all that together. Uh, so, I don't know, Anthony, all that, what do you think? Can this be the Feige? You hope so. I would hope so. I, I- won't can't comment enough to say if he's going to be a good producer or not just because i although i've seen some of those movies i you know i have no idea if he is a comic book fan or not i think that's the key is does he actually like the comics yeah does he read the comics does he understand what they are right does he understand these characters that's the key because for as much flack as marvel sometimes gets i i truly do believe that kevin feige was grew up a comic book reader yeah gives a shit about the overall quality of the product and gives a shit about what's being put on screen and, and having a vision for everything. So I think that's the key think, for Dan. I think initially that 
that uh, Fai had a real big good handle on it. So hopefully, like at this infancy, he could Lin could do the same thing because like you're starting it from the ground, right? That's when yeah. you have the most control before it gets out of control. You yeah, know, before it before it becomes so successful that it's it now starts- proliferates everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, if he doesn't, right, if he's not a big fan, hopefully he's smart enough to hire people right. who are, right? That is just as good to know well, what you know, what you don't know. I think I think that's important to hire, but I think the guy at the top needs to needs to actually care about DC. Yeah. I, I think I think if it was like if it was something else, if it was an, a property where they weren't necessarily trying, if he was just running a film studio but wasn't necessarily creating a interconnected universe. I think you can do that. But I think the guy at the top that's running an interconnected universe needs to actually be a fan of the comics. He should. You would think you'd have a grasp of it, the yeah, whole thing. I, you know, yeah, they have to do that. Think about this. Fai put all the pieces in place. Come on, came up with the concept of for like, you know, the, the first, you know, uh, what is it called? The first phase of Marvel. Right. Yep. Without a lot of the major pieces being in play. A lot of mm. characters missing. Right. You know, like look, Fox owned a bunch of shit. No X-Men, DC, no Spider-Man, no Hulk. DC doesn't have that problem. There, You can. You can use the comics. You can go to the source and go, you don't have to work around stuff. You can actually, like, start fresh or take what you have and that's working and use it. And there, it, it, right now, like, there is so much potential here. There is, no. but here's the thing. DC has other bigger problems, right? We're talking about the Kevin Feige as as uh, the the equal, what they want. They want him to do the same thing. But let's talk about actually what the job is. It's a little bit trickier than that. Feige had the benefit of starting slowly, building a solid foundation, one movie at a time, taking his time. This guy, whoever takes this job, is not in that position. There is a fantastic article from Variety Titled From Batgirl Fallout to Rebooting Superman, All the Landmines Facing the Next DC Chief. Here's the bullet points in this article. It's fantastic because this is the the monumental task this person has to deal with, right? They have to, one, deal with the fallout from the Batgirl cancellation, which will involve mending relationships with talent and people. Two, they have to manage an ongoing and unconnected film and TV projects. It's kind of a mess. Three, they got to figure out what to do with the Flash movie. And then four, they got to figure out what to do after the Flash and after Aquaman uh, and the Lost Kingdom. Five is to navigate established executive structure uh, at Warner Brothers, HBO Max, and Warner Brothers TV. And finally, the most important thing in this article, he has to win over the fans. So... That's a I do I don't even know if uh, who, if you want this job. That's a fucking tough job thing right there. Uh, how would you handle this, Anthony? I, I oh go ahead or go rugs. How would no, you handle rugs, it? Go ahead. I think that the important thing is like you're, you're thinking about too many movies ahead. Just do one good movie. Yeah. Just nail one thing. Think about like the broader universe when you do it, but just make one good movie. And then that will, number one, it'll start to change everyone's attitude about about DC. It'll You'll set the, the, on the right track. And then you can, you can build on what people, you can see what, how people react to it and go, okay, we can build off of that. I'm not saying not to have a plan. You got to have a plan. You got to have, you got to whatever. But 
I think that trying to do all this giant thing and then it falling apart midway, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. Get, nail one movie. Like like Iron Man? Yeah. If Iron Man didn't hit, yeah. the whole Marvel Universe would have been stumbling along. It would still go, but it would be limping along. Like, it was a major pillar, right, that held up. Like, all of a sudden, all of these people that weren't into Marvel movies were into Marvel movies. Because Robert Downey Jr. pulled all these people in, you know, on a character that nobody knew. Like, I mean, nobody, like, regular people didn't know. So, just got to make one or two really good movies, and um, that'll, that'll set the tone. I think that everyone will start respecting you. People will back off. All of this fallout from Batgirl, all that stuff will start to soften if you just make one really good movie. They just need to make a good Superman movie with Henry Cavill. Just start there. I think that that's the easy, that's like a layup. Right? You just, I mean, you can make a whole new Superman. That's fine. You know, but you don't have to. You just have to make a great Superman movie. Like, where the villains actually threaten Superman where Superman can be like the savior of the world or, or maybe values, of another planet yeah. or something. Or his values are there, you know, that we know and love in some fashion. Anthony, you are the head of DC films and you got this, you have all these things you got to fix. What do you do? I know we're going to talk about this with Aquaman and uh-huh. Shazam, but I do kind of like that. They're pushing everything back. Okay. I don't know exactly why, but from what I gathered from Zaslav, when we talked about Batgirl, yeah. he isn't going to release things just to release them, which I think is the, a good thing to do. So if they think they need to re, recalibrate things and push it back, I think that's the right move. I completely agree with Ruggs. you got to look at the, what Marvel did with Iron Man. And they found a character that... found an actor or an actress, whatever you get, that resonates with people that people want to see again, and you make a good movie. This is a lo- obviously a little different. This is not going to be an easy task because they have things in motion. This isn't going to be an easy job, but I, I think it starts with just making quality movies, like Rug said, and and going from there. And and I think you do need to have a plan, but you the plan has to focus on every movie we put out. We have to be proud of putting out. Yeah, yeah, you got to be behind it. Yeah, they got it. They got to. I mean, they have work to do. They have they have a lot of work to do. It's not going to be. This isn't going to be a. This, this is, is a even tough though they job. have. Yeah, even though they have all those these properties and it's all under one banner, yeah. and they can do whatever they want with it. I mean, there's. It's going to be tough because they, there's they've got things in motion. They've also got just Marvel. Yeah. So you've got the casual fan that might see Shazam, Aquaman come out and go, "Oh, is that the next Marvel movie?" Yeah. So they have to rebuild the brand. Yeah. It's just there's going to be a lot of work, but I think. It can be done. It can be done as long as they put out the movies. Yeah, I think that um, pushing stuff back might be good to see like what's in the tank with with Lynn, right? They yeah. could be like, hey, let's see what Lynn's got to offer before we put these movies out. Let's see what he's got to say or whoever that person is that they're going to hire. Yeah, you're right. So even Marvel, though, if you're, you're, you're right, let me just say, well, yeah. to, let me piggyback on that. Maybe they are doing that because they want the producer, whoever they hire, maybe it's Lynn, to have his fingerprints on everything. And so maybe they're pushing things back so he can have quality control and look over and go, all right, this is good or this is not good. This needs to be, there needs to be reshoots. So that does kind of make sense. 
Because it'd be weird to hire a guy and then you still have things in motion that are already coming out. That's what Walter Hamada had to deal with. And it was probably really frustrating. And he did end up delivering some hits, uh, you know, in the, in recent times. But that's what makes me think that Lynn has it in the bag is that they're pausing these movies. Yeah, like, I don't point. think that they would they would pause them unless they had something that could, uh, you know, either add something or there has to be a reason why they're pausing. So, well, let's yeah, talk about sure. the well, the movies that are delayed. But I wanted to mention even Marvel out the gate. They do Iron Man and then they do Hulk kind of a hit and a miss. Right. They weren't batting 100 percent either, but they're behind everything. And, uh, you know, they're still referencing that it's still canon. But yep. it, it wasn't, you know, so they, they it was a mixed bag. Now, the delays, yes, Warner Brothers has delayed two big superhero comic well, book one, movies. One thing, one yeah. thing real yeah. quick. Although it was a mixed bag, the for, for Marvel Phase 1 was definitely a mixed bag. You had Iron Man, you had Hulk, which was, you know, obviously an Edward Norton's not even a part, part of it. Iron Man 2 was made money, but not great. Yeah. Thor was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Captain America, they did well. Yeah. But the thing is... Because they had that overarching plan yeah. with Fahey, where literally the end of the first movie is you got the Avenger initiative, yeah. we were we knew we were building towards something. Yeah, so that's that all it took, them. man. And then you saw that post credit scene in Hulk, and I was like, oh, shit, they are tying this shit together. They're actually doing this. This is like that right. almost saves the whole movie is that they put that tag in there. They put the tags in there, and you're like, as a fan, you're going, well, I got to see the next one. Yeah. I got to see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Now, it's a smart thing, and like you know, you, if you're DC, you don't want to copy that, but you need something like that. Whether it's little breadcrumbs, little Easter eggs, little drops of things, I don't know. The movie's being delayed. Warner Brothers has yes. pushed back James Wan's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the sequel, uh, saying it needs more time in post production. So it must have been Zaslav saw this, and he's like, "This shit ain't ready yet." It is moving from March seventeenth, twenty twenty three, to December twenty fifth. 2023 the original christmas the original aquaman came out in christmas 2018 and went on to make a billion dollars so i think that that move makes sense that is smart this next move also kind of smart taking that march 17th slot will now be shazam fury of the gods that was originally going to come out this year december 21st 2022 five days after avatar 2 hits theaters which would have been probably death for that movie yeah that would that that would have been bad so this is smart too because it allows them also to put it in imax screens if in december you you're damn sure all those imax screens are gonna be showing avatar right uh so and then the batman opened in march also and did pretty pretty good not as well uh but the, uh, they are those are two smart moves actually if you think about the reasons I wasn't mad. This leaves only Black Adam as the only DC movie left. Uh, the only DC movie coming out this year will be The Rock. When is that? Uh, in October. Got it. Right around the corner. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what, what percentage chance odds that uh, maybe uh, there is a Henry Cavill Superman cameo in the Black Adam? And maybe this could be the start. Zero. Zero? No. Uh, I don't we, think it's, I think it would have leaked by now. I don't think it's out of the question. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't think it's a potentially out. I, don't, I think right? it's possible. It could be possible. That would be exciting. If you're Cavill, do you want Superman or not? I think you still want to do it. Because that is an iconic, the most iconic role. And if you can become that role for generations, why wouldn't you want that? 
I mean, I think he probably is a little upset by how things turned out, but yeah. there's new management there, yeah, it looks yeah. like. They're hiring new people. Yeah. I, I think there might be a part of him. I mean, we're speaking for someone we don't even know, so this is all speculation. But I think if I was in that role, I would say, I mean, give me just one more shot yeah. at really nailing this because yeah. I, I think I can do it. I just haven't been given the proper platform. Let me shave my mustache this time. Let, let, you put it <laughs> let on me CGI. really do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have the other movie put the mustache back on. And I mean, post. people, people, a lot of people like Man of Steel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite, but a lot of people really enjoy Man of Steel. And I think with time having passed by, a lot of people look back at that movie and go, there was something there. There was something there. I don't think he was the problem. No. Right. He was not. I think that the movie and Jack Snyder was a problem. Yes. With so that. we are years past that. It's a whole new. How long? That ago was my was first that? slur, by the way. Uh oh, racial? No. Oh, just regular. Okay. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Oh shit! Be careful. Just regular. Stuff. All right, let's start keeping uh, score. Superman was what? 2013. 2013. Ten years ago. Holy almost. shit! Almost ten years ago. Yeah. They've been wow. dicking around. No, I didn't even catch the slur. If you, didn't, if you didn't say that racial slur and point it out <laughs> after, I would not have heard. I would not have even I noticed. I didn't hear it either. But uh, listen back. Uh, Thirty seconds. You might hear. It. Uh, listener, let us know what you think about the Dan Lin, uh, possibly next uh, DC's Kevin Feige. Join the Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. You will meet lovely all of our listeners who hang out there. It's for them. It's closed. It's exclusive. There are spoiler threads for movies and TV shows we are watching. Lots of fun happens in the Facebook group. Okay, continuing on, Warner Brothers. Uh, I'll tell you who they want to be in the business with. They want to be in the Matt Reeves business. They are going all in. Matt Reeves and his production company has been given an over overall first look deal with Warner okay. Brothers Discovery. He's the first filmmaker under those new uh, heads I just mentioned, Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi. He also has he's re-upped with Warner Brothers Television uh, with that other uh, tier of Warner Brothers since he's working on the Batman spinoff series, The Penguin. With Colin Farrell in a fat suit taking a job away from a fat person. Uh, but basically, I think you can expect a lot more Batman's, a lot more Batman stuff coming from Matt Reeves. They, they, uh, they are a fan of the Matt Reeves. They had to replace Nolan. Well, yeah. Not only that, anything he does, not just Batman, any, any ideas, right. they, any, they get the first shot. First, yeah. I mean, first look means they get the first shot at making whatever he comes up with. Yeah. Uh, and so, what's the thing he's working on now? Is uh, aside from the penguin, I think that's it, right? I don't know. I don't know, but you know, they had Snyder as their guy, then Nolan was their guy, and now this is their guy. They're they're kind of throwing all their weight behind this dude. And you know what? It's not a bad pick. It's not a he's bad good. pick at all. I'm wondering. He's if He's a good director. Yeah, talented dude. Probably has a lot in the tank. I don't think he's shown all of his cards yet. You know what I mean? I think he's got more. Uh, the Batman, yeah, it was um, not everyone's favorite, but I, I liked a lot of the stuff. I'm waiting that was for in. a second one. I want to see more. Uh, you know, I think they're writing the script now. So I think now with that first one done, like, you know, if you think of the, the Apes trilogy, like, I think the second one was very strong, right? Like, his, the middle they're movies, all good. they're all good. I love War, but I know but Anthony. The second one was was, uh, the, was the, the best. Yeah, I know yeah. you guys are fans of the second one because there was a lot of world building, a lot of character development, a lot of cool shit. He also did Cloverfield. Oh, that's right. He did do the Cloverfield. Uh, so no, that's that's good for him. I bet they want to lock down James Gunn, something similar. They lost Nolan, like yeah, you mentioned. So they got to replace Nolan. 
So good move uh, picking that guy. Uh, and then finally, our Ezra Miller update for the week. Uh, yes, <laughs> there is one. And this one's crazy from a Hollywood reporter headline. Ezra Miller meets with Warner's leadership in a The Flash course correct. Apparently, he went to the Burbank lot, was walking around and uh, was try- trying to save his career and apologized and and uh, just tried to calm everybody down and said that he is committed to being the Flash. So clearly, after he heard all the options they were planning, he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, let me go talk to these people. But in-person meeting. So that's that's a good sign. Zazav was like, I'm going to take this movie and put it in the toilet. You'll never see it. I will flush this. Unless you like, fucking do something. I will flush this like back, girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ezra Miller's like, wait, 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 wait. Let's not get crazy here. Yeah, like that's, But that's unprecedented that Zaslav showed his nuts like that. He's like, all right, I'm just shutting movies down that are already finished. Like, Nobody does that because they already spent the money on the yeah. movie. They, they, they put it, even to put it on like HBO Max just to have some new content on there. Is, but he's like, no, you're not even going to see Nobody this shit. Nobody gets nice yeah. things. But so he, like, that's like a, that's major like showing your nuts. He's, he's the mob. He's a mob boss. He sounds like a mob guy. He'll just fucking he, cap He'll you. just break your knee. I cap yeah. your knees. Cap you. You don't care. Put you in a trunk. I mean, he's put Batgirl, the movie in the trunk. Yeah. And just freaking, you'll never see that movie again. Yeah, you'll just. This movie's sleeping it. with the fishes. You just yeah. throw it in the foundation of a building. That's yeah. He built. put the movie in a bucket with concrete and tossed it into the river. No, I actually heard that they were holding these, like, they call them uh, funeral uh, screenings. Secret right, funeral screenings for the Batgirl. Bat yeah, so. People out there have seen it, and again, somebody did say it kind of looks like it was made for television, and it's like a uh, high, big budget CW TV show. I also heard that like the directors, uh, Adil and Bilal, uh, were trying to get some of their footage, and I thought I saw a story that said that they were thinking of deleting the footage instead of putting it in a vault. Um, but you know, I don't think they don't want like a hashtag release the Batgirl cut, whatever fucking thing. But if they, if, you know, if Zaslav, if he'll have balls, if he actually goes, I am deleting this. We, this never happened. That would be fucked up because I would feel bad for the people who worked on it. At least just put it I in mean, the I don't think he can ever release it. Not, they don't, they want to get their, their, they'd screw up their tax. Yeah, if off. he wants the full. So that rumor about deleting it in the article, it said to prove to the IRS that he was committed about taking this full tax write off, he, they would delete it as proof. I don't know if that's true. Or if that's how that works, but yes, if they write it off, how do you prove it's deleted? I don't know. Somebody, you know, but if they write it off, they can't monetize on the thing. I have a Never. USB it's in my asshole right now <laughs> with all of the, with the whole all of Batgirl. So yes, so look, things are looking up, right? They said they got Matt Reeves. They may have a guy Ezra Miller comes in to talk to him. They're screaming Batgirl. I want to end this whole Warner Brothers discussion with actually talking about. Zazlab, what he's doing, who it's good for, who it's bad for. I found another great article from The Verge. And this one is titled HBO Max and Warner Brothers Discovery Seem to Be on Fire, and That's on Purpose. Basically, I was thinking about and this article actually articulated a lot of things I was feeling. I didn't know how to say it. Here's the good and bad of what seems to be what Zazlab is doing, right? The pros of David Zazlab. Uh, it seems to be he's good for directors. Uh, possibly he's going to let them do their thing. He just signed a deal with Matt Reeves, right? This He's going to be good for investors because he wants to make a lot of money 
as cheap as possible, and the st- the stock has been tanking. He did actually show some leadership and some balls, like we just talked about fucking pulling lots of things, killing lots of projects, pulling things off HBO Max, things that are finished. And he's the theater owners are happy with him because he has also moved HBO Max titles to theater releases. However, in this article mentions the marketing cuts to the budget will mean there will be fewer Warner Brothers movies coming out in the next few years. And maybe he's good and back to good for directors like pushing back Aquaman. He wants things to be good before they're out. Now, the cons from a consumer point of view, I think we're going to feel the cons the most because uh, he could be bad for fans, consumers who like different, risky, smaller types of programming, you know, that they will take a chance on. And he's clearly he's not there to better our entertainment landscape or culture. He is just there to make money. Make no mistake about it. And he will be catering to the largest possible audience with predictable and cheap content. I kind of object to that a little bit because in order to like put someone in charge of DC, say this is your flagship property IP. Yeah. And then like basically say that the only answer to the the top guy and not all these other fuckers that can fuck shit up. That's a good thing. I feel like that that's kind of, that's different and it might be good for the content. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, here, yeah. here's here's the thing. I I think I think your pros and your cons. You know, they they have validity. Here here's the, here's the bottom line. The company has to make money. Yeah. Otherwise, the company goes out of business, and no one can make any more. And less content is out. And so, nothing comes out. <laughs> yes. Nothing comes out yeah. from Warner Brothers. Nothing comes out from HBO Max. So you want you want your guy that's running that's at the top of the business to worry about making money because making money ensures that peop- the people still working there have jobs and the people that want to make movies have another outlet to make movies. Even at the Whether cost that, of quality. I don't who's who knows if it's at the cost of quality. Why would you why do you think it's why would why is making less at the cost of quality? No, it's not making less. If you look at what he did with Discovery, it he made them money by putting cheap reality shows up and cloning them and copying well, them. You, you think he's going to make put reality shows up for DC? You I think that's his, really his plan? But, I mean, that's he's what not. cheap content is if he wants to cut back. I, I don't think. I mean, I think he's, it seems to me he's focused on. The not, minute that he puts reality content in HBO exclusively, yeah. like that's the, that's the end of HBO. That's not the brand. The minute right. Chip and Joanna Gaines show up on right. HBO. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's taking it a step too far. Okay. I think the guy's got to be smart enough to know that you can't just throw everything, have everything be reality TV. You, you, what it seems like to me is he just doesn't want to put things out for the sake of putting things out. Yeah. Which was kind of the model, not only for HBO, but all the streamers, all the streamers were just acquiring content, investing a shit ton in content, and just putting things out because, hey, we need a new, we need new content, we need content. We're just going to put things out. That was the Netflix model. That was what all these guys were doing. And you're slowly realizing that, hey, maybe that model isn't actually all that profitable because half the shit we're putting out costs us money, and no one's watching it. No one, no one's subscribing to HBO Max to see, um, the the freaking. Uh, what was it? The dog movie that they were going to put out with DC? <laughs> like they, no, no, no extra subscribers were coming into H- yeah, yeah, Super Pets or yeah. whatever the hell they were going to yeah. do. So like, 
you got to be smart about. However, it during like that last year, the move that lost them a lot of money to put out your major movies day and date release in the theaters and on HBO Max. Yes, it cost them money, but on this side, how amazing was it that you could watch Godzilla versus Kong and Dune in your own nice little fucking theater? Like that was great. That was great for the consumer. So maybe he needs a balance to this. I'm a little worried about the quality yeah, think, of the content. Uh, it, it was good for the consumer, but is it good for the consumer that now they've ruined all those relationships with all those well, studios? Well, the way and- they did it was not good. So yeah, that was that was not good. Speaking of which, that'll tie. I think that's that's yeah. that's the, that's a classic short term gain, long term. Yeah. Yep, yep. Not not actually all that good for you. It may have gotten them some more subscribers, but how do you know? Those people going to stick around? How much really was it's not offsetting the cost of two huge movies? Right now, I, I don't, I'm not saying I completely believe in the guy. I just think the guy. It's at the very least, he seems to have a plan, and he's doing things his way, and he's not afraid to do things his way. He's. I I don't think that DC's course. If they they would have stayed the course is going to be oh, a better story. It was not right. yet, no, it was not going anywhere. It was there a mess. needed to be a shakeup. Yeah, yeah. So to tie into that, I want to share this tweet you just shared with us moments before yeah. we started recording, talking about talent and relationships and who's working with you from the Twitter account at Culture Crave sharing via at the Angler. It says legendary entertainment is planning to move on from Warner Brothers and make movies with either Sony or Paramount. So there is the two movies I just mentioned, Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. They did not let legendary know they were going to do this. There was nothing in the contract. And they Dune, I think they tried to sue to get Dune in the theaters. So they've gained the Matt Reeves, but possibly might lose a legendary. Is it a wash? I don't know. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a legendary is a lot bigger than Matt Reeves. That's true. <laughs> so that that's that's a that's a bigger deal. What are your guys' uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I think well, legendary is you know it has some things under its belt. It has, it has the the uh, the uh, Nolan movies. Yeah, I was just I was just going to read some of them off if you want me well, to. Yeah, what do they got? Read the pedigree. We got uh, The Begins, Batman Begins was legendary, Superman Returns, wow. Lady in the Water, 300, Dark Knight, Watchmen, The Hangover, uh, Jonah Hex, wow. Clash of the Titans, Sucker Punch, Dark Knight Rises, Man of Steel, All the Hangovers, Godzilla. So they have a, they have a pretty so decent hits and a couple of, of clunkers, but mostly hits there. But yeah, it's all movies that you've heard of. Yeah, right. I mean, Hanover you know. was huge for Warner Brothers. And Jurassic World, straight out of Compton, was. Legendary. <laughs> is that what? But that it, was the title. But isn't um, Dune also? Dune is yes, you are right. Yeah, correct. Dune. Yeah. So, so Pokemon yeah. movie, Detective Pikachu. I know a lot of people like that. Black Klansman. Fuck, they gave him a lot of good movies. So that'll really hurt if Legendary jumps to Sony or Paramount. I don't know. Who has more money? What do you think is the better move, Sony or so Paramount? Who has more money out of Warner Brothers, Sony, and Paramount? That's where I would well, like, go. If, if you're talking Sony, they don't have a uh, direct. Uh, they don't have a streamer. They don't have a distribution. Yeah, so they, it would be it would be a movie only. It would be a theater only, or they would license it to other streamers. Well, they they, yeah, they they have a deal. With, I think with Netflix after, and then yeah. Dis, I think Disney actually. So you, if you're legendary, you could do that. I mean, legendary. Even though they had the deal with Warner Brothers, they were still. Not exclusive. They were doing stuff right. with Netflix and Universal. Right. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to me you'd want to go to Paramount because they have their own distribution, they yeah. have their own platform. But yeah. I just I, I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. This is probably a 
a piece of what uh, a, a leftover, a reaction to mm-hmm. what they did last year when yep. they screwed everybody and threw everything Absolutely. on. Yeah, they probably like they fucked us over so bad. Yeah. And it didn't the box have, office. Yeah, it didn't have to be. You could have made the consumers happy and your talent happy. Yeah, you just fucking did that without a knee jerk reaction. But upcoming, here's some upcoming legendary movies. Yes. Yeah. Enola Holmes 2. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that is the. Uh, uh, That's Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes sister. with Henry Cavill and Millie Bobby Brown. Dune Part 2. Yeah. Okay. The untitled Godzilla Kong sequel. Yeah. Right, a Christmas Story, Christmas, Duke oh. Nukem, oh. Gundam. Oh, oh, holy shit! They're Gundam. doing video and anime. Oh, video games and anime movies. Jesus. Yeah. So, Legendary doesn't they? They do some big stuff. I like their stuff. I mean, I always, you know, odds are you see that Legendary logo in the beginning of the movie. It's. I think movie. Legendary tries to go hard each time. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Uh, it if they're gonna make a fucking popcorn movie, they make a fucking popcorn movie. It's not some fucking flaccid ass pop. They make a real popcorn movie. So yeah, uh, that's they, a great they're point. making three hundred. They're making fucking three hundred. Yeah, all one hundred percent. They're going balls in. Yeah, they do. They they don't they don't skimp around. They yeah. they wanna they wanna they wanna make a splash every time with whatever genre they're playing in. Are their movies great all the time? No, no but I mean at but least they, go, they swing. Yeah. They take yeah. a big swing. They go for it. Yeah. Uh, listener, check out our T Public shop if you want to pick up a. Nice graphic tee with a rug boy's face on it, or a tank top, or a hoodie, or a cell phone case, or a travel mug, or a regular coffee mug. Lots of fun stuff, different designs at our shop, jockinair.com slash shop. We'll get you there. All right, let's finish the news. I do have some MCU Marvel news Geek boner. Uh, to uh, uh, wrap up with. Uh, so this is a piece of rumor that I saw floating around, and I'm sure this is something Disney would rather have waited and released on uh, their uh, D23 that's coming up very soon, like two weeks, September 9th, I think. Uh, but Deadline is reporting WandaVision director Matt Shackman in talks to helm Marvel's Fantastic Four movie. Oh, shit. Oh, this is very interesting. So he, Matt Shackman's done a lot of television. Uh, WandaVision was pretty great. Uh, I thought it was good. And uh, he hasn't done a lot of film uh, comments on this. Anyone? Anthony, Matt Shackman. Or- I like it a lot. Yeah. Why? I, like I, like it a lot. I also like oh, it. Oh, tell us why. Uh, here's why I like it. Because out of all those Disney Plus shows, you would definitely say that WandaVision was the most unique. Yeah. They had the most directorial things going for it. He, he went for a style. Yeah. It had everyone talking. I think the ending... I don't know if the ending was necessarily his fault or more right. just because of what the circumstances of how they were filming it and COVID. Yeah. Then you throw in the fact that Fantastic Four kind of has a throwback feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And you, you've already got a guy that did some TV shows and clearly put some time and effort into researching how a throwback TV show should feel. I like it. Uh, I mean, this guy's directed everything from Game of Thrones to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? So he can handle drama he can handle comedy rugs why do you think this is a good pick if it's true. i think it's irrelevant who directs this movie well, because true. it's it's a marvel like you know it's a marvel product and they're and um fantastic four lends itself to be them in that way because it is it's a very marvel-y movie it's a, a very marvel-y thing it's like marvel's first family yeah yeah i mean if there's anything that's going to fit into the formula it's going to be this like Marvel's formula is, is going to work fine for this. Um, so he's a Marvel formula guy. Absolutely. Um, 
He does have his own like strengths and weaknesses that we saw in WandaVision. So uh understands the characters to a degree acting wise. I think that well, you look at the director, can they get elicit good performances from the actors? Can they get yep. good takes? Yep. And can they use those takes? Yep. Those are all things that like that's basic direction. That's really all the directors do on Marvel movies. I right? mean, and yeah, yeah, everybody else like does like does other guys that do all the action sequences and like you know, pre-vis everything. So yeah, performance wise, WandaVision, like the whole entire show revolved around that performance, right? So I mean the, the show got uh, Emmy he, nominations. I like when they promote yeah. from within. He already has a good relationship with Pfizer. So, Am I like bowled over by yeah. it? And am I like, oh my God, this is genius? No, but I think it'll suffice. It, it, it works to me. So it's fine. Yeah, the, v, the visual effects, the shit is on rails, right? Like we talked about. So you just need a guy to yell action and cut and just get the emotion, get people to emote. I'm okay. I think, uh, yeah, no, I like you guys' reasons. Uh, would I have liked to have a more visionary person behind it? Of course. Yeah. But I think that this is going to be par for the course, you know? I mean, it's no Sam Raimi, but it's it's visionary enough. Uh, so uh, on the heels of that, there was a couple of rumors about casting in the Fantastic Four. And I think this is probably what there was another whole thing. Somebody revealed all the things that Marvel is planning to announce at. Uh, oh, I was going to bring that up. Maybe next week. All the things that they're planning to announce at D23 uh, has apparently gotten out. The cast of Fantastic Four is probably one of them. But one rumor that was debunked was this guy, Penn Badgley, 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 who's from yeah. that show, You, uh, to play Mr. Fantastic. But uh, I think that's that rumor was not true. But then there's follow-up rumors for Sue Storm, and the candidates include Lily James and Jodie Comer. Right. Uh, Lily James, who played Pam Anderson in the Pam and Tommy Hulu show, was great. I think she would be. She's really talented. She could pull it off. No problem. Yeah, I think she'd be a great pick. Anthony, what do you think of those possible uh, Sue Storm loom- rumors? Lily James. I don't know Cole. anything about those characters. You know, That's why I didn't. Uh, I don't know anything about those actresses. Uh, Lily James was in the Hulu show, right? Yeah, she played. Yeah, Pam. yeah she's she's she's, very, she's a very good looking woman. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I just I haven't. I don't know anything about that. Jodie then, Comer has been in a bunch of things. What is she? Amanda Seyfried. I've no. I know that name. Cerise, well, Cerise, Jodie Comer. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say Cerise, or how do you say her name? Sir, Sir, uh, Cersei. No, Shorsha. Shorsha. Yes, she. It's it's said in a way that's not how it's not spelled, but <clears throat> she's a really good actress. I like her a lot. Um, oh, Philippa Sue from Hamilton. She's okay. I know who that is. I like actually. There's some pretty good names here. Oh, Vanessa Kirby also. Vanessa for Kirby. Sue wow. I love Vanessa Cherise Kirby. Ronan, yeah. Cerise Ronan or Vanessa Kirby. I mean, those are two of the bigger, really good actresses. So, uh, yeah. I mean, as as this article states, I don't know all these names, but yeah. I know enough of them to go. These are all good picks. I'd be surprised if I'd, I'm honestly surprised that they're in the running. These names. Lily James is my front runner. I think that she's the right age and can. She can do it. I love Vanessa Kirby. I didn't. That's a good one. I love her in the Mission Impossible movies. Right. Uh, she's also. I think she still feel like she's old too old. Oh, she. But, um. But I mean, pieces of a woman. She's fucking. Oh yeah, crazy she's in that. in that too. Jodie Comer was in Free Guy most recently. Yeah, and, actually. Uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? 
Vanessa Kirby and Lily James are basically the same age, 33, 34. Oh, they are. See, Rugs? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It's a toss-up. Any of those names, though, I think would be... Amanda Seyfried's 36. Yeah. What about Cerise Ronan? I like her a lot, too. She's a really damn good actress. She uh, is very good. She's 28, so she's pretty young. Cersei Ronan, the girl from Little Cersei Ronan, yeah. right? Is this yeah. like, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Saoirse. 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 Who is this last one? <laughs> Vanessa Kirby. No, no, no. There was a Kim one. Uh, I don't. Where's no. that one? Uh, Philippa Sue. Philippa Kim. Sue Jeez. is she was she played uh, the sister, the wife in Hamilton. She's a great singer. I don't know if I would pick her. I haven't seen her act in anything else, but she's talented. Uh, no, not, not my favorite. Yeah, visually, yeah. but uh, I don't. I just don't think she looks like Sue Storm. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe. I agree. That's that's what I thought too. But yeah, Lily James or Vanessa Kirby would be great. Amanda Seyfried would be great. So I think we're going to get a lot of things more. I can't wait for D23. It's what about be- Jessica Alba? Uh, no, she had her time. No? She okay. had her time. She, she can still do wasn't it. wasn't even blonde. <laughs> She's wearing a wig. She can still Who do, do they it. have as the last one in Fan Four Stick? Oh, that what was, was that um, the actress? Uh, that was the sisters. Kate, Kate Mara. Kate, Kate Mara. Mara yeah. And what's their sister's name? There's uh, Rooney, Rooney Mara. and Kate Mara, the sisters. I think look that similar. they... Yeah, yeah. From House of Cards huh. was, uh, and she, you know what? She wasn't blonde either. But whatever. That movie is confusing. Uh, this, that movie she has about four or five different hairstyles because she oh, yeah. brought in, brought her in to do millions of reshoots. Oh yeah. Then there's a wig and it changes. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, what a man. So you know he's got you know the bar is pretty low for Matt Jackman, I guess, to make a good Fantastic Four movie. He should be fine. Yeah, the bar is super low. <laughs> Should be fine. All right, let's take a quick break here, play some promos. We got come back and talk about Stallone in a new movie as a superhero right after this. Love's brisk, baby. After these messages, we'll be right back. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is a hurricane heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week, we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it, whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. In a world of heroes, villains, six British actors will come together to play Pathfinder. It's sort of like D&D, but also really not like D&D. Join Falter. I immediately regret this decision. Caragord. Oh, I see you, Kenneth. Velda. Hold my arcane powers. Shania. Yes, I've tracked the case. M. Now kill him. <laughs> and the Dungeon Master for an actual play podcast that takes adventure Seriously. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and from DangerClubPodcast.com. Danger Club, let's roll. God, doing that voice hurts. Doc and Nerd Listener, if you enjoy the show and don't know what to do with yourself or your money, you should join our fan club. Support the show. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And you can support monetarily or annually, and we love all support. It ensures that hosting maintenance fees are paid, hosting costs are paid, the show comes out, uh, and you get stuff like, for example, a bonus 
podcast feed where the shows come out early and we post bonus content. And right now, it's a place where we're just going to post audio of Rugboy reading things and getting drunk as he's reading things. We should do that. We should get you to read a book and while you're drinking. Okay. <laughs> it's All just right. audio of Drunk Rugboy. Who doesn't want to hear that? No, there is a bonus. There is actually fun bonus item on the Patreon feed. Uh, our buddy, the Ginger Geek, Matt Delhauer, has submitted a What the Fuck Happened to Constantine addendum. Whoa. Addendum. Uh, uh, some uh, A look into the superhero Lady Antebellum? Lady Antebellum. What is that? Country? Fuck those people. Yeah. Uh, a dental dam? A dental dam. Remember that in sex class where they pulled yeah. out the dental dam? Did you have anybody ever use one no, of those? No, I'm like, wait, ever. you're supposed to do what with that? Get out of here. That's not real. <laughs> you just made that yeah, up. No one, who took that one seriously? <laughs> I want to know the guy. Look, if any of you out there have ever used a dental dam, please write it in the comments. I want to know all the, about it. A vinyl company and he was just pushing <laughs> product, leftover scraps of fucking Yeah, it's plastic. not like make, made up shit that no one Anyways, this addendum he uh Delhauer, to his credit, it felt like he didn't do quite enough research into what the fuck happened to Constantine. So he's giving you some more bonus content just on our Patreon. Did he fuck up or is he just adding more? No, he's adding more. He's got a little oh. more thoughts about yeah, I wouldn't think Maddie would fuck uh, up. It was a great he's- it was a great what the fuck happened. Uh and uh, he just added more about like the state of comic book movies in the two thousands, how we got there, how this thing got made. It's good. It's bonus for uh it's bonus content. Uh, we also have Discord benefits. We hang out there once a month. This next month, September's Discord hangout will be Thursday, September 22nd at 8 p.m. And then we have a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch any Patreon movie and we will watch it and review it. We're going to do some of those in the upcoming weeks. We got to get back to knocking some of those out. But there's so much shit to watch, like this week's review on uh, it is. The Sylvester Stallone Amazon Prime video movie, Samaritan. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Yes, Stallone back on the little screen in a movie. This is brought to you by MGM and Balboa Productions. So he's starring and producing it. Uh, On Rotten Tomatoes, currently the movie is sitting at a 37%. Whoa. Thermometer. Straight five out of ten average rating. Audience giving it seventy-eight percent. Uh yeah. So really? Yes. Wow. So this movie is directed by Julius Avery, who you may know as the director of such movies as Overlord uh and Son of a Gun. Not uh hasn't done many movies, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh but starring, of course, Sylvester Stallone as Joe Smith. Uh, and a young boy, uh, his young boy partner, that sounds wrong, Javon Wana Walton playing Sam. You also have Pilu S. Bake as the bad guy, Cyrus. How do you, this guy, Pilu S. Bake? What's that? Euron Greyjoy. Euron, is that him? Oh, yep. Euron Greyjoy. Game of, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the bro- the, the, he was the brother who came over. Came back, yeah. Yeah. So in his name, though, he has one of those letters. It's ASB, and then it's the A backward. It's the A with the E smushed together. K. Yeah, I don't know how you say that. How do you pronounce, how do you pronounce it's Danish. that? Danish. Asbeck. I don't know how you sound, pronounce it. They got to have on, on Wikipedia. They got to have this, the phonetics. Uh, yeah, you I'm know, not sure how you uh, pronounce an A attached to an E, but that's how you pronounce it. And 
Martin Starr, uh, barely in the movie, providing a little bit of comic relief. Who remember from Spider-Man and Silicon Valley and such things. Uh, and there's some other people we'll get to, but really, it's Stallone in his 70s. Anthony, what happens yes. in The Samaritan? This is a movie about a superhero or two superheroes that came out of the two beings that came out of the womb with superpowers. They were twins, but they didn't look alike, so they were. I forget which classification of twin that is. Yeah, there we go. And people decided to burn their down their house while they were kids because they were afraid of them, sort of like Frankenstein. One ended up being good. The other one ended up being bad. The one was named Samaritan, the good one. The other one was Nemesis, the bad one. They would fight all the time. And years, a long time ago, they fought to the death and supposedly killed each other. And there's been no superheroes since. But now crime is starting to pick up again. And this kid really loves Samaritan and has been looking for Samaritan and thinks he's found him in the form of Sylvester Stallone as an old man. As a garbage man. Basically, the movie is this kid trying to entice the Samaritan out of Sylvester Stallone's character because crime is happening and he wants him back to to help save the city. Granite City, a made-up city also. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, and just uh, he just happens uh, to live uh, across the street from the kid. It's pretty convenient. Uh, Anthony, yes. watching this at the end, how'd you feel? What'd you think? You know, we've been on the 80s, and now we're, I'm watching some 90s movies, and we've been on the action movie track for a little bit here, so... I uh, was wouldn't say I was anticipating this movie, but I was kind of looking forward to it, and I really, really wanted to love this movie, <laughs> but it's just not good. It's just not good. It's just not good. The the only two things I can say that are redeeming about this is it it kind of doesn't bring a tear to my eye, but it's it's just always nice to see one of your childhood heroes, Sylvester yeah. Stallone, still yeah. on screen. Yeah, kind of fucking shit up. And some of the action scenes towards the end are pretty are kind of fun, but overall the movies has a superhero plot that they don't real they have a lot of things that they kind of touch on, but it's very surface level. They don't really get into much of it. There's a twist you see a, a mile coming from a mile away. Yeah, the movie doesn't actually ramp up the act. It's kind of a slow, boring movie for a lot of it, yeah. and the kid is really annoying. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's just not a lot to like about this movie unfortunately and i wanted to love it the villains are pretty one note even if this was back in the 80s i don't think this would have been that great of a film and no, you throw it around 90s. now yeah or yeah. And you throw it on now and it's just the standards are way too high and it just it's just not good i'm sorry rugs guys go ahead yeah I, I, back. yeah I thought will smith was great in this movie about a homeless <laughs> dude who uh, was just really secretly a super oh wait a minute just that's the other movie Huck. Oh, no. that's Hancock. This is the Samaritan. Yeah. Um, yeah, we saw that this movie came out already. Yes. Yeah. First of um, all, yes. But there was no kid. This one has the kid in it. Was there a kid? kid? No. There was a kid in Hancock, too, but like. But it wasn't like a buddy, young man, old, yeah. you know, young uh, and old mentor guy kind of thing. Yeah, like, okay. It was. This movie was just poorly conceived. It was ill conceived. Like. There was, I wanted to actually know what the fuck was going on, but they never even they tell you. tried. No. No. Like, what is he? Is he, is he a mutant? Like, what is, like, what, what the hell happened? Why them? Like, you know, I was like, oh, what happened? Like, and they just never even tried. Then the bad guy is like a human. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah. How is Cyrus to this guy who's threat fucking threat superhuman? To what, what, what is, and what is his, 
What is motivating him? Well, why is he? Yeah, a why shitty... does he have those grenades? Like, what is this grenade <laughs> thing that they keep doing? Why is he a shitty Bane? He's just Bane, right? He wants to throw the city well, in the, the same jacket. Yeah, he's like he's putting. Yeah, he's doing. He's definitely Bane. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. he's doing this whole thing where he wants to shut down the city because of Nemesis, like because he wants to t- follow a Nemesis footsteps. But but why? And they he briefly touches on. Well, Samaritan never. He didn't even f- save us. He never cared about the, the poor. The poor, and that could be an interesting angle, right? Like yeah. the, the superheroes always are out there but they're never actually caring about the people that need the help the most but they don't really ever dive into that so it's not even there's nothing deep they're about gonna, that there's a much better movie yeah in here somewhere but they didn't there even is get a close. lot of interesting no. concepts even with that twist I, and how it ends I, i'll tell you when i i stood up and said to my tv i said what the fuck is going on oh, here oh. <laughs> Hey, there's a drop. Oh, anyway, um, it's called a drop, millennial. What? It was when uh, the bad guy like stood on top of the truck yeah. and like started saying like oh, I'm gonna bring I'm back, gonna and everybody city. started cheering. I'm like, that's not what would have happened. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Like, like they start nemesis. Yes, like they immediately start chanting nemesis. I'm like, no, you got to do something to lead up to that. Every first. time he puts on that mask, and he start, the one time he puts on the mask and he's by himself and he's found out that. Samaritan is nemesis. He still puts on the mask and like grunts. He goes, and it's like, (laughs) did the mask empower him? Like, what is going on? Why is he grunting in an empty room by himself? I'll tell you the moment where I it lost me. This is good. This is good, rugs. That's good. Good. uh, Good segue for me to do that as well. The moment (laughs) I I went, this movie just completely lost me. Is so that little kid gets beat up and gets his arm broken with a wrench, right? And Stallone's character pushes him in the cart, finds him, yeah. and gets him in the car and takes him to the hospital. And the mom goes, um, so you didn't stop the kids? And he's like, like no. And he's, she's like, some kind of hero you are. And it's like, who wrote this? She, he had nothing. He, how could he have stopped the kids? He wasn't even there. He, <laughs> he, 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 he found your son and him. brought him to the hospital yeah, yeah. for you. And you're going, some kind of hero you are. Oh, he... he Thanks, lady. I could have just left them for dead. What the fuck was I supposed to do? So I was like, that's what great. the hell? That's great. The part that I was like, get the fuck out of here, is when the kid out in the daylight just breaks into Stallone's apartment and steals shit, and like, he, there's no consequences. Like, He didn't even really care. I was like, really? Right in the middle, he just moved his dumpster and climbed into the window. Nobody said anything. The city <laughs> is so over-the-top poor. Like, It's like a fucking caricature of yeah. like a ghetto. So, yes, I also thought this is like a generic mashup of lots of superhero tropes you would have saw in the 90s and the 2000s. Kind of has like a throwback feel a little bit. You know, it, yeah, it's, it throws back to Hancock. To Hancock and then like <laughs> 90s movies. 2002. It throws back yeah. 20 years. It's try, you know, it checks all the superhero boxes, doesn't do anything new. It's barely a superhero movie at all. I don't think it checks all the boxes. No. I think that it barely has an origin story. It barely has, like, you don't need an origin story, but you need to, like, at least world build a yeah. little bit. When you say checks all the boxes, I think that's the problem with oh, this movie. It okay. doesn't check any of the boxes for anything. Okay. It's not a superhero movie. It's, it's not, not a full-on action movie. Yeah. It's not a great uh, mentorship kid movie. It's cursory, all of those things, but none of really any of those things. 
Like the scene where he tries to teach him how to fight. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. And the kid already knows what how to the- fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he, start, he starts shadow boxing. Like, well, a waste of time. And, the, and Stallone's like, well, where'd you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad he taught me before he died, but I'm afraid to use it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Stallone makes so many and, weird and kid, faces in this movie. The kid yeah. is like so weird. He he's, loves superheroes, but then they keep having him also be like street smart and wanting to participate in crime. It's like, what? Yeah. Stay in your lane. What, kid, what is motivating this kid? What is he doing? I don't know. I don't think that the, I think that what when they sat down and made the deal to make this movie, they're just like, Look, uh, Sly, we're gonna we're gonna shoot you, and you're gonna be kicking ass. And he's like, "Oh, right, <laughs> he barely is kicking ass." Though. And they did do that. Yeah. They did make him kick ass, and it was the dude is like seventy. I don't know, seventy something years 76. old, seventy five, seventy six. Wow. Dude, a seventy six year old doesn't really move like he's that. And, and it's cool to see <laughs> that they can even make the illusion happen of me believing that Celeste's clone can still kick someone's ass. Well, there's lines in there where you know he was like, you gotta put in a line that makes me look tough. And he's like, I told you I was built like a tank. Don't punch me in the stomach. <laughs> like, he's just, and he, he's he's pretty bad. I mean, he looks cool. I like his beard. He, the look is nice. I mean, he's full-on mumbling throughout he's the movie. Mumbling, oh, yeah. He's mumbling. Yeah. I feel like he was a little bit bored in this movie, maybe. He's barely oh, yeah. trying. You, you can tell the guy's totally collecting a paycheck yeah. I, and it's still i still enjoy seeing him on screen yeah. but the guy does not he does not care about this movie no either. he's just like okay i'll stand here oh you, you, you want me to stay with that kid oh. I, so oh, here's, i don't even like the kid <laughs> here's how you know what you're getting into right this is the common thing if a movie opens with a voiceover explaining things i'm like what fucking year is this so that whole setup you said about the two brothers and 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 the explosion that is all told by the kid in voiceover over this animated comic book filter sequence. And I'm pretty sure that you could right now, I could buy an After Effects plugin that's called Comic Book Filter and make that same shit. Make it look like that uh, on my yeah. computer. I was like, really? You're using the fucking... It's only a canned effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's look kind of cool. You're using this fucking <laughs> canned comic book filter? What the fuck? Uh, and then the other thing that lost me was like the Nemesis made a hammer forged out of pure hate okay yeah. what does that mean i'm not sure i don't know what that meant either. i don't know what that meant i don't know but it sounds cool it man sounds fucking i don't know i don't know extreme. what it meant and then the fact that the villain can use it and it somehow it still works powers him enough yeah. to the same strength to the yeah. other guy yeah you know because nemesis at one point so the, the twist obviously samaritan is nemesis yeah. put the twist out there so the, the twist throughout the movie is we think samaritan killed nemesis but actually stallone's character is nemesis he, was he killed Samaritan, and then he realized that nope. he didn't, you know, want to f- do this anymore, and yeah. just went into hiding, and then gets pulled out of, has his heartstrings pulled by this kid, and the kid brings him out of retirement and makes him start doing the right thing. So, he, I mean, the line, the one line where he does go, "You keep calling me the good guy, yeah, but I'm the bad guy." Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, that. I like the line. Yeah, that, oh, I, but, but the, the, I mean, who does anyone not see that twist coming? No. Oh, yeah, I called yeah. it, like, immediately. <laughs> like, oh, immediately. Oh, he's not he's him. Immediately. Nemesis. And I do like how the kid at the end decides to not tell anyone. He goes, Samaritan lives. So he kind of makes him into Samaritan, 
little, eh, I don't know. Yeah, that was okay, but whatever. The, the kid should have died from carbon monoxide and poisoning when they were in that fucking burning <laughs> building for 20 minutes. About that burning building, I will say this. This movie meanders for two-thirds of the movie. The majority of the movie, I'm like, where the fuck is this going? Nothing is action? happening. Where is the action? There's barely any action. You see in the trailer. But I got to say, that last half hour in the burning building, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, they're doing something. This is actually it's kind of yeah, it's kind you of know good. what? It was there was more action than I thought there was going it's to be. All it, in the last half I thought hour. there was going to be hardly anything, yeah. and they actually closed it out. At least they went hard at the they end. Kind of like, did. Which 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 gives me a little gives it a little bit of a you know a little perk, but like uh, yeah, this movie was fucking crazy bad. Really bad. And um, well, I had another point to make, but I fucking forgot it now. But whatever. If you think I'll, of it, just say it. because. What I'll say is it's not that ending is it's fun action. And again, very fun to see Sly yeah. still doing his thing. Yeah. But it's not worth the hour and no, 20 minutes that it took to get not. there. No, it so I think the I think a lot of people's excuses when they make comic book movies is they're like, well, you know, like we can make a movie that doesn't explain anything because like back in the day, they never fucking explained right. anything. And you guys swallowed it down yeah. and thought it was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they used to think that comic books were only for little kids, like little kids that believe in Santa Claus. Right. Shit that doesn't make sense. They just buy into it. There's a hammer that's made out of fucking hate. And that's it. Yeah. You don't have to explain but it. Now there's fucking intelligent people watching this. Mm-hmm. There's intelligent people that are along for the ride and you can't insult them yeah. too. Yeah. So that's why I think we were talking about this last week. Why do we like uh, do let the movies? older movies? Yeah. Why, why do we let the older ones slide? Because, at that at that time, these movies were made like Joel Silver said for a thirteen year old boy, and now you got like forty year old men who can fucking you know, or or thirty year old men in Anthony's case, <laughs> like who have some intelligence or, or a modicum of like even be able to rationalize and and critique things. You you got to rise to the occasion. You can't just pull shit like this off and be like, hey, it's a movie. Yeah, watch it, you stupid assholes. <laughs> and like expect us to enjoy that's it, not like we know is. that it sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's, uh, that's what they're doing. And it, it's annoying sometimes when you're watching it and you're like, are they fucking not even gonna try and explain this fucking right? hammer? Yeah. Like this dude is a human being fighting a superhero. How is that gonna work? Yeah, I didn't understand how he was also this just one little quirk. Does Stallone just have a thing about being weird with food because Cobra Cuts yeah. the pizza with the scissors. Yeah. This one, he's eating cereal with apple juice in it. Yes, I noticed he poured <laughs> apple juice in. The, he's like Nick Cage with the M and M's and the martini. Like, what the what, fuck what is, is going, going on? on? That was Why is that he was doing strange. That's maybe his like little thing. Maybe maybe the guys that are making it are Cobra fans and they wanted to do something like <laughs> I have a food thing. Can I have a food thing. <laughs> I mean, the ice cream. How many was one thing, food things are there? We, we should look. We should go look into that. I don't yeah, remember somebody, him eating in. Ask Bloody, he'll know. In, in first blood, he just wanted a meal. He never got it, so there was no food yeah. in that. We got to find out. But that is a good point, Anthony. I never noticed that he's got a weird food thing. Weird food thing, and then the, the Tango whole, and Cash. Does he order anything weird? I don't. Well, think he just makes a ton of burrito. He, he just makes a ton of. Uh, I mean, he eats the cocaine. He does eat the cocaine, <laughs> and he also uh, oogles like his sister, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say they also do the weird, this weird thing where he overheats when he gets hit with the yeah, car. Yeah, and he's got. Then he cool goes down. through an entire fight, then overheats at the end, and the kid just sprays him with water and goes, 
get up, you can do it. And he just gets up and he's like, oh, I'm fine now. You just played up this whole thing where if he overheats, he's going to die. He's in a burning building now. And uh, this should be a problem. Uh, did you catch? Uh, he had the the one line. He had one liners in this movie, and they're so oh, I caught bad. The one. I wrote it down. Where the guy he hits the the bombs that make no sense, and he shoves it in, into his stomach or something, and then yep. goes, "Have a blast!" I like it. it. <laughs> I like the line. I thought it was funny. Have I laughed. Blast. I went, "Oh, that's basically Stallone was like, you got to throw in one that of my great. lines.' That's great. I haven't said this one in a movie. That was a great. I was like, "Oh shit, he's got one liners." Did, so did bad. you catch the scene where uh, this? was very small but the kid's eating the ice cream and on his couch oh yeah he gets pissed off for no reason kicks the kid out the kid it cuts to the kid putting the ice cream on the couch and leaving yeah. and they cut immediately and the ice cream's on the side table oh really yeah <laughs> they just jump around they and just, it's yeah, they, they, bad it's just, moving, yeah, just terrible editing. And I mean, it's really silly that ice cream helps cool his body, and that's all he eats is ice cream. Okay, like, but, okay. <laughs> it's that easy. You just have just some ice cream. Hose me down, shove ice cream. Oh, and also, the other thing that reminded me of the throwback is when he puts the hammer, like the hammer's got like a rope that you could throw it over your shoulder, and I just thought mm-hmm. of steel and shack, and yeah. uh, I was like, oh, man. Uh, I, I, maybe I'd watch <laughs> what steel did you again. Think, what? What did you think of of uh, deep fakes the long one? Oh, when they do go to the flashback and they show him and they de-age him and it looked really bad. It was looking weird. It, it looked like The Sims. Yeah, it, it looked like, it looked like video games. Yes, the long it looked yeah. very very not good. Like, you know when you watch like play play like uh, The Last of Us or like fucking yep. Metal Gear yeah, Solid. Yeah. That's what he looked. Yeah, like. that one. It was that was one of those where they should have. Cut to him being young and not lingered on it like they did. Yes. They they, yeah. they did like a full oh, they ten to fifteen seconds yeah. and zoomed in yeah. to get his full reaction to killing his brother. And you just didn't need to do that. Of course, he's nemesis. And then Martin Starr is this author who has a conspiracy theory, but you don't find out what the theory is. He doesn't do anything. What was the point of his whole character? I don't know. Yeah, what does he do? He did, exactly. I, I don't know. And he they, he just validates that he found the Samaritan. Yeah, the kid bothers him and every old person he meets, and this and fucking Joe just happens to live across the street. Like, what? Okay, all right. I Whatever. think I wrote down an hour, an hour for in this movie hasn't picked up yet. I was writing down my live <laughs> yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Prior to that, I wrote down. I'm now annoyed of the kid. <laughs> he was on the last season of Umbrella I, wrote, I first wrote down, I don't I like know if I like did the kid. That. Yeah. You I'll, should do that every time. Like, I should start doing that. Like I'm time stamping yes. when shit pisses yes. you yes. off. Right when it hits. I, I, after the kid gets hurt, yeah. I wrote down, I don't know if I like the kid. And then later, <laughs> I wrote down, I'm now annoyed of the kid. Was he supposed to be annoying? I don't think so. Because... He just, uh, was just not... Uh, he was just... It's, it just... They had no chemistry together. Yeah. You just you didn't like the kid. The, the kid's motivations were all over the place. Oh, remember on the roof with the mom? Oh, that's so bad. The mom was like trying to like be like tough. Oh yeah, yes. they were running and she was gonna fight him. <laughs> she, she was don't make me turn to a different person. Yes, she like, says <laughs> something like that. I was like, oh, and they really? slapped the shit out of her. And then, <laughs> and then the next scene where you see her, she's just been laying in her apartment, just waiting for Stallone to oh, show up. Yeah. Like, call the fucking cops! You're just laying in your kitchen. With your door open. They have Sam. Yeah. They can, you got to get him. Fucking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's just. It's just. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. I really. I, I have to reemphasize. I really wanted to like. I this know. Movie. I was looking forward to seeing Stallone. I'm. I look. It was a nice little uh, diversion for a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
upon thinking about it, it just infuriates me how like how they just think that people who watch these movies are just idiotic and they won't. Yeah, right. And you don't even have to try. Like you got to at least try. Like, look, if you're not going to at least try to deliver with a coherent story, at least deliver with the action. Mm-hmm. You got to deliver somewhere. You got to really like. So some of it's got to pay off. It's, yeah. gotta, it's either got to be batshit crazy, or I don't know. It's just you can't just be mediocre and, and then suck. And I mean, then, again, and not even I try. think the last half hour was starting to make up for some of it, but it did. It ultimately doesn't. Do you? Do you two still want to see Stallone as long as he's alive making action movies? Well, I am excited to see him in that show on Paramount, Tulsa King, where he's playing like a mob bo- boss. Like that could be. Good. I, don't, I don't know about action movies. I don't know. Well, I think he's. I think he's done enough. He's got Expendables four post production, so he'll, that's definitely coming out. And he's got Guardians Volume Three coming out as oh. well. I, to be honest with you, I like him the best in the Creed movies. Well, yeah, no, he's, he's really great. Oh that. my god, he got a, an Oscar nomination for the Creed movie really because he that. he like you know he touches a part of your. Your soul, like you, the, all of that you've invested in that character, Rocky, yeah. and then to see him that, you know, he's come up full circle and now he's Mick and he's the old man now yeah. and he's this frail old dude. He's great as Rocky. Ed. He is that character. And we've mentioned before, like out of all of them, he's probably the better actor. Like he can act, right? Uh, yeah. he, he, when he, clearly, wants, when to, he wants to. Clearly wasn't, he wasn't acting. When he one. wants to is key in this it one. It was just, say, Sly. Yeah. Make a, just a, like, a poop face the entire movie and mumble your words. Yeah, pretend you're taking a shit. Make the weirdest faces. <laughs> say, "Have a blast," and uh, we'll, we'll cut. Everything's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, look, it's, yeah. look, it's bad. It's bad, but it, you know, there's at least it's Stallone. At least it was. That's, at least it was Stallone. I love the great like, beard on him. Like he looks fucking badass with that with that beard. I'd so oh, oh, this age Stallone. Well, they shot him in a way where he still looks intimidating yeah, for yeah. a fucking seventy six yes. year old man. Yes. He looks either he's really big or they they did really well with the no camera. they sh- they they shot it that oh, way. So. First of all, like everybody that was there was like four feet tall. Yeah. Like the kid, <laughs> that's true. Remember, like the kid that was beating up the kid was like a tiny yeah, kid. That, that was, was, that like, was a weird looking kid. Kid with dreads, yes, Reza. That was a real story. Oh my god! And they all had like weird, like Persian names. There was Farshad and Reza, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And they just—I don't know—they don't mention it. They don't. No reason. And does anyone even explain how um, the bad guy? I don't even know what his name is. Cyrus. Cyrus gets his money. What? What exactly? No, it doesn't matter. Is he a drug dealer? Is he? What does he do? I don't even know what he does. How does he even created this evil empire? He's well, yeah, I don't know. He he has dirty cops. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, how does he get well, the money? Is he selling drugs? I don't know. The, the bombs was, were really weird. Like you mentioned, what was earlier, with the bombs? The bombs were, though? were they supposed to kill people or take out the electricity? What was that black shit? Not and why one time when the dude threw it, he didn't get killed. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Was just, <laughs> what it were just, those bombs? The, it was one of those where it was as if. They had an 80s idea. They go, how about we get Stallone and we do a retired superhero movie? But they didn't like realize, oh, we, we just came out. We did this <laughs> we already. We have to make this. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's been made. We, but, yeah, they're like, okay, write something around that. I liked and, it the Let's first put a time. kid in it. Let's make it different. We'll, we'll put a kid in it. That's not different. That That's exactly, I feel like, how they came up with this. With no cocaine. They just came up with it sober, <laughs> which is worse. That was the problem. Need, yeah. This movie needs more blow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you need blow. All right, we're, <laughs> you need to be up on a you need an eight ball. At you least. need the, the movie. By I mean, it, 
It felt like I took an Ambien throughout <laughs> yeah, the entire movie. Yeah, it was a little, little meandering. so slow. A little slow. Where is it going? And directionless. And uh, yeah, I think we've said all we could say. Let's rate the fucking movie. If yeah. me, well, Anybody who <laughs> watches this movie is watching it just because Stallone. Yes. 100%. Yes. Is it an enjoyable? Okay, do this. Give me a rating. And is it an enjoyable Stallone movie at, at, at the least? It's enjoyable because Stallone, I don't, I mean, he seems like he's still okay. So I, I hate to say this, but you know he's seventy six years yeah. old. So I'm enjoying Stallone as much as I can. Yeah. You know, with with having looked back at some of his eighties and nineties movies, and now getting them here, it, I'll always appreciate having Stallone. So that's that. Yeah. So in that sense, it is enjoyable. But I mean, this is not a good movie. My <laughs> rating for this is like a four out of ten. Oh, it's it's shit. it's not good. It's, right. it, it. I can't. I can't sit down and recommend this movie to anybody. Especially if if you don't even care about Stallone, right? No, then <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck enjoying yeah. this. Yeah, you won't even get give it a four. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's accurate. Rugs, what do you give it? I'm gonna say it's a four two. I uh, what am I supposed to say? If I rate it, and, and what? then uh, is it a good is Stallone it an enjoyable movie? Enjoyable, yeah, enjoyable Stallone, Stallone movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> watching seeing that Stallone still can kick ass is fun. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. Is it worth watching this movie? No. So. Well, here's another great one-liner when he gets into the elevator. He goes, going my way. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, yeah. So horrible. Oh, he does, and he kicks everyone's ass. Yes. Stallone has it. made such a huge contribution yes. in all of our lives. Yes. Like, you know, he's such a big part of our growing up. Yeah. And the fact that he's still making movies is just something cool about that. And that's the only cool, cool thing about this movie is that he's in it. Yeah. He, he's making movies and... I mean, it's still, you know, these aren't direct movies. I know you love the, the direct-to-TV yeah. drugs, but this is still a major studio. I think Universal was a part of this, Amazon Prime. So he's still got big studios going. Stallone's still got it. Like, they're still investing. So that's nice to see. Yeah. United Artists and Amazon Studios are releasing it. But it's MGM and Balboa Oh, Productions. MGM. That's what I got. Yeah. When I saw the MGM line, I was, I was like, like this is awesome. <laughs> MGM movie. That, that's it, a legit it, it threw, studio. It threw it back. Yeah. I the lions roaring. We're in. Do you know that Stallone's getting divorced from his wife? Oh, really? Oh, shit. His story just came out a couple days oh. ago. What's the point? You're going to die. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the story is that Stallone, I don't know that this is just fragments of the story, but Stallone had gotten this Rottweiler and that caused him and his wife to start oh, fighting. I saw this on social medias. Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, one of the things that happened is that he went and covered up a tattoo of his oh. wife with Butkus. With the dog. From oh, like Rocky One. Oh. And she, I think that had, that was it. <laughs> that was the deal breaker. Wow. <laughs> that's a sign. That's definitely selling something. So just as this movie comes out, like that story his breaks. Daughter's I it's really attractive too, from what I remember, right? Oh yeah, well yeah. his we, wife is a supermodel, oh, so I mean we went down that path. We were looking yeah. I think yeah, Stallone, we, we mentioned yeah. Stallone's we family. Did, is we were talking about the uh, actors hot kids that one show. Sage uh, is the one that passed, right? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so my rating, I agree. It, I was really happy to see Stallone in anything. So that was that was one of the only highlights. And because of that last half hour burning building scene, I will give it a five. Oh, five okay. and a half because of the burning right. building. Five and a half. Jesus, wow. it's climbing. Uh, <laughs> maybe five, I don't know somewhere around there. But that it was that. I mean, at the end, I was like, okay, at least they're trying something. But then, so you liked it a little just, bit. Just I liked that last half hour in the burning building. It's really it. That's all I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And you could have not wasted. I, my time I, I, I thought about giving it a five, but I, I the 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 dignity I have for trying to give <laughs> decent 
okay ratings. Yeah. I went, I can't. You can't. This it's good conscience. I understand. I can't go and get no, good conscience. No, I was mad yet. because I really love Stallone, and I really think that um, uh, I would like. I, w- I wanted him to have a great movie. This, 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 this is not, this it. Is not what, it. What What's also kind of sad is you touched on it, Rugs. I'm not saying there's a masterpiece here, but there's a better movie. Yeah. There's the gem. There's snippets of what this could have been. Yeah. With this. Yeah, yeah. They, they they had something that they could have worked with. They could have molded it into a better movie. They because it doesn't if they just explain the hammer itself. Like if they it, maybe uh, I would have bought into the, the bad guy a little bit more. Cyrus, mm-hmm. like having the hammer and being a threat. Like, but, you know, it's just, you know. Or, or you could have done like a like a, a modern Western where the old cowboys got to get back on the saddle one last time type thing. They right. did it with it, Eastwood all the time. Could have done that with Stallone. With, with had the superhero twist on it, but you know, like remember in Batman when the Joker, the first Batman, Michael Keaton Batman, when the Joker like gives everyone money, yeah, like on the parade, yeah, yeah. and everybody's like, but, yeah, that's how he wins everybody yeah, over. Like yeah. he needed to do something like that in order for everyone to cheer for him. He just can't put the mask on and stand on a car, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, well yeah, fucking. It's time for the fucking bad guy to be cheered well, on. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Don't forget, he also took away everyone's power on that block. Yeah, it was <laughs> completely made no sense. Oh, by the way, no hot water. Oh, that's I'm right. going to now stand on the car and put yeah, on a mask and yell. not watching House of Dragons tonight. <laughs> well, look, let's give credit where credit is due because it's definitely Where? a script problem. This movie was written by Broggy F. Shoot. Okay, and really, all the problems are. That's definitely a fucking fake. He, name. Uh, he wrote uh, <laughs> That's Escape a pen name Room sure. in 2019, and Ninja oh, doing Stallone stuff. Uh, yeah, was a, Escape Room was a Stallone movie? Oh, was it? Yeah, oh. right? or, no, that was Escape Plan. So, yeah, escape me. Plan. No, this is Escape Room. This, so, I mean, it's clearly in the script writing is they just uh, could have been better. Script, maybe it got cast. hacked to bits. I don't know. Script cast, I mean, and we said this, Stallone doesn't even. I mean, he's and a better director for that. It sounds stuff. like he's drunk throughout the yeah, movie. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's just slurred everything. Okay, good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, I got a couple of comments from our Facebook group uh, about last week's episode. First up is a comment from Anita Frost, who I believe is our second female listener. We have two. (laughs) I think we have only exactly two. And uh, actually, all the comments in this segment are from our female listeners, of which there are exactly oh, very progressive. Two. Anita, thanks for listening. So remember when we were talking about the ending of TV shows and Game of Thrones and Lost and which one was worse? Uh, Anita brings this up, and I think this is a... Pre- I haven't seen, by the way, I just want to preface, I never saw Lost, so I just brought Okay, that up you never saw else. Lost, but you've heard about the whole thing, obviously, right? I've People heard, talk about it all yes. the time. So... This tickled uh, something with Anita Frost. She said, what's up with the bashing of the ending of Lost in the last episode? The Game of Thrones ending is 100% worse because the showrunners stopped caring. They couldn't wait to shut it down and move on. The final product was rushed, and they constantly broke the rules they had set for themselves from the start of the show. And when hell broke loose, the showrunners fled the scene and, among other things, canceled their schedule appearance at Comic-Con because they didn't dare to face the fans. 
Lindelof and Cuse created the ending they wanted, and they always stood up for themselves and faced the fans. You can like it or not, and I will admit the whole flash sideways thing during all of the final season is a bit weird, but it was a good ending that fit their show, especially rewatching it today. I'm assuming you're not amongst the people who think they, they were dead the whole time. Spoilers. Because that's not what the finale says at all, but a surprisingly large number of people seem to still believe that. No, I never believed that they were dead the whole time. I just believed that they fucking were shitty writers. That's all. <laughs> uh, that's all I believed oh, because first three seasons, they had introduced all of these things. And then when you find out that the island is alive and that it has a will of its own and that, but it's powerful, but it needs a person. And it just Got seemed it. so fucking ill-conceived i'm like if that's what they thought of and then and, and they did all this stuff to like make you look the other way or get confused i'm like well fuck you, you gotta type in random uh, numbers every so often so like yeah no no uh, i applaud them for like sticking by their stupid idea and defending it but i think it still sucks um uh game of thrones yeah those guys are cowards and they fucking they fucking mailed it in and yeah. they and they did something that's terrible too but i think that lost the idea of what Lost was into the third season was like that they were so much smarter than we right. were. And it just turned out that they were like really idiotic in their storytelling. And they had to use all of these conventions to kind of justify what they were doing. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a tie. It, yeah, I'm it. not sure which one is worse <laughs> now, but I think it's a great discussion nonetheless, because there is a lot of similar things. The thing with Lost is maybe I've avoided rewatching it for many years because I just felt that, like, if I rewatch this, all the shit that they introduced, like the polar bear, the smoke monster, I know none of it goes anywhere. None of it amounts to shit. They were just kind of making shit up. Like the island, the basically the island just did whatever it wanted right. to. And they could just write it that way. And it could just do whatever the fuck it wanted to. It, but it had all these rules that it needed the man in black and it had a fucking dude. Yeah, it who, got really weird at the end. It was, yeah. it was convoluted as hell. Yeah. You go in the water, you get healed. It's just like, to me, it's like, all right, now you're like, it's clearly that you're, you're throwing everything at the wall here and just trying to distract people. But the show, the so, show had great moments. Like, uh, anybody who's seen it like not penny's boat was like a crazy fucking moment i remember losing my shit at that time and it was really sad look the actual episode making and actual like in the moment yeah. it's well done it's like one of the most well done shows yeah. ever it, it, it was gripping and had yeah. you at the edge of your yeah. seat i'm not taking that away from yeah. it but when you look at it the big picture is what were they trying like if you try to explain someone who doesn't get lost and what it was actually about. Like that whole ending is them after they've been dead for like centuries right. and then finally getting together. I'm like, because they needed to, they need to realize that they're, they're connected to these people and they can move on to the next level of existence. But like, all right, well, I don't know. <laughs> I may have to watch it again, but it's a lot of episodes, but it was like the Battlestar Galactica. ending yeah. was like, kind of like yeah, that to me. We're like, yeah. They like where they just kind of like torpedoed the whole thing, but at least the Battlestar Galactica made sense because they were like abandoning technology because they kept on getting into this quagmire every time they developed it. it. Turn on you know they're you know what's going to happen again in the future in just a matter of time. So anyway, all these endings suck. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to stick the landing uh, for a lot of time. It really is. 
It is hard. But no, I think it's a it's a valid point and like the two, Breaking Bad's the only one that Breaking did it. Breaking Bad had a good one, but the two shows had a, had a similar path and I don't know which one is is worse. But fantastic discussion that's happening in the Facebook group right now. So that was fun to see. Sure. I want to move on to a comment from our other female listener, Lisa Morrison. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? We asked her a couple of questions during last week's show. Do you remember that, Ruggs? I think you specifically made. I think we, uh, yeah, we had the query. important questions. But, so here's the answer. Lisa Morrison <laughs> says, uh, Imran Anthony Rugboy and any other listeners who need to know, a women's cycle is on average 28 days in length. So for most of us, it happens once a month. Should you require any further explanations about the female body, so, I'd be happy to do a segment on the show for you. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, so see, there you go. There's the margin of error right there. <laughs> it's most of us. Most of us. Average of 28 days. So it's possible to have your period twice a so month. So maybe you weren't inaccurate? But you want to know what it is? Because a lot of the women that I am um, around always like saying, I'm, my period's coming. And it feels like they say it like every two days. <laughs> That's just. The, it's like, well, is it here? Yeah. Did you get it? Is it's it already gone? Easy. Did you, you getting it again? Easy to get out of things. Stop saying that you're getting it. Or, or you know, it's always, uh, they're always getting it. So <laughs> I couldn't be gr- more grateful for Lisa for being our female expert, our official. Yeah, thanks for the explanation. <laughs> female expert. I appreciate the work you do. I, I got, I got nothing to say. I'm not, I, <laughs> okay. there, that, there's nothing good about what I can say. For <laughs> okay. Here we go. I have a question from Lisa Morrison. This is for all of us, and it ties into what are we watching. She asks in the spoiler thread for She-Hulk episode two, she wrote, question, do the men of the nation find this show sexist or anti-male? I'm reading a lot of reviews claiming this, but I honestly don't see it. And I don't see it, and a lot of the comments in that thread, all the dudes were like, no, I love the show. I don't see it. I don't really feel like it's anti-male. I just think that there's, I feel like that there's stuff that they that they're checking boxes that that they have to do and i don't think it's anti male it's just like it's just the same shit that you hear it's that's true all the time but you know it's just strange that like um i i have this this is my theory i and i understand that there's mansplaining and i think like that but i i feel like that everybody gets shit explained to them all the time like there's not one person who like works at a job that doesn't have someone like question them all the time or d- does any. Sure. So I feel like sometimes people just think it only happens to them. Like, oh, this happens because I'm I think I think that people fucking are assholes. No matter who you are, I think you probably maybe a little less. I don't know. But like I've been I've had uh, many women fucking <laughs> take me to fucking the task and tell me I'm an idiot all the time and question what <laughs> I do. Uh, my mom being one yeah, of them. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> any woman that I've ever dated, any woman that I've ever known has always fucking explained shit to me and told me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I don't know. Maybe I just am jaded. I, <laughs> I mean, my mom will like tell me how to drive if she's in the passenger seat. Like I haven't been driving for 40 plus years or whatever. So I'll just be like, you have to stop here. I'm like, I know. It's fine. You don't have to point out everything. Anthony comment. <laughs> You stay away from this one too. I, I'm not gonna. I think I'm gonna stay away from this one. All, all I'll say is I don't find the show that's. I don't find it sexist. No, I don't. No, think so. I absolutely not. I do love that it's a superhero. It's a female superhero show by women for women, kind of right. It's and it's it's delightful. It's different. It's fresh. It's something that Marvel uh, is definitely used to expand I mean, into. I don't even see it. I mean, I think it is. They they want it to be for women. I I haven't found like oh I shouldn't be watching this show. No, but I, I, 
there are there are show things that are on TV that are more for women that I'm like ah this is yeah yeah really yeah. not for my bag right but this is still okay this I mean I watched Ally McBeal when it was I'm out so and it was yeah. I loved it it was great uh, I mean I, I watched a shit ton of Clueless when I was a kid oh my god that's a great movie was that a TV series no, that's uh the, sh- the movie Rudd and yeah. uh, Alicia oh no that you talking about the movie yeah. the movie yeah, yeah. The movie's oh, great. I watched that plenty well, plenty of times example, what's the name of the lead actress that uh, was Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yep, that's yeah. it. Uh, well, so I I told my sister who, who we do the Perfect Strangers podcast. I was like, "Oh my god, you got to watch She Hulk." There's only two episodes out. Larry Appleton's in it, and I was like, "I think you'll actually enjoy it." And she doesn't watch all the Marvel movies, and she watched it. And first, she had a lot of questions about Hulk. I was like, "Oh, it's a long story that's been set up in other movies. Don't worry about it." But she's like that whole monologue that. Jen gives about I I know how to control my anger because I have to do it every goddamn day. She goes, I love that. I really related to that. I love that. It's like from a woman's point of view. So I thought that was interesting. So the, mm. and I think it's a great it's a great job they're doing. Speaking of which, let's slide into what are we watching? I want to talk about She Hulk episode two. Here's the quick spoilers though. Spoiler alert. Uh, just in case, uh, there was a couple of of big highlights and things. That happened here. Anthony, what did you think overall of this one? I didn't think it was as good as the first episode. I did l- like it. I think the CGI was kind of not great for some uh, reason. Yeah. The, 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 the talking was yeah. really weird. Yeah. Someone, I think Screen Crush pointed out that she, I said this earlier about Stallone. I, I'm going to say it again about her character, but it, it, she looked like a Sims character walking uh, around. A little at some bit, points. maybe, yeah. So the CGI needed work. But uh, everything else was fine. I, I thought it was a perfectly serviceable episode in a nine-episode show. The, this is one of those things where it being nine episodes, yeah. I can go, all right, fine. That's cool. Yeah. But if this was six, I would go, what the fuck are they wasting all this time for? Right. It's six episodes. So that, that's my thought. It's real short, and it kind of leaves you wanting more always, which is not and, a and not there bad were, thing. As you mentioned, there were some teases with Hulk and oh, yeah. all sorts of other stuff. So yeah. there you go. I mean, the, the first highlight for me was meeting Jen's dad, fucking Mark Lynn Baker, as Larry Appleton. I was like, yes, fucking look at him. There's Larry. I love all the arrows go? Does I love he how he just, collect them? He just wants to know about how back to Hawkeye's arrows. Does he go? I love that. That was pretty funny. What happens to the, the arrows? Uh, right. Rugs, what do you think about episode two? Um, it was fine. I didn't really, I mean, my biggest issue with it was Blonsky and whether he was telling the truth or not, and mm. whether rewrite the rewriting history there. Cause I feel like in the movie, he was kind of like more sinister and he, he wanted the power. So it's right? been a while. He's, he seems to be into yoga and shit and he's reformed. I buy it. Namaste. No, yeah. no, I'm saying like his argument for yeah. getting out, like, is that he was following orders yeah. and yep. it was only it was only doing in the movie didn't he like kind of I think I think he's doing force them I think he's I think he's just playing that up I think I, don't, right, so I, I, I think they're yeah I think I don't think he believes that I think he just come he's had time in a cell and thought of a way I to, thought that was great though where he's like your government pumped me full of drugs and then the, to take out a threat under their orders but the, where he goes I thought I was the good guy. Where's the justice in that? I was like, fuck, he kind of has a he kind of has a point there. I mean, every villain thinks they're the they're hero. They're the hero. The story. Yeah. And I mean, he right, he would have thought he was the hero. Uh and he also keeps mentioning that he wants to start a group with a, with seven soulmates, cellmates. I think he says cellmates, soul, yeah. cellmates. Is this the Thunderbolts? Is that what he's saying? Oh yeah, about? I think that's what they're getting at. Oh, I think he's going to be in the Thunderbolts. 
And this is Jen's first case, which is which is great. So a couple of other crazy things that, uh, and stuff I like. I love that Jen can't shut the fuck up. Reminds me of myself. <laughs> she just keeps going, and people are like, well, I think, I mean, and I can't get a word in. That's great. She gets named She-Hulk by the dude on the TV, which is kind of funny. Uh, and she gets a new job. Now, first Easter egg, when she's scrolling for work on the webpage on her computer, there's a couple of articles on the side which are very telling. They give us another mutant tease. The one uh, headline says, man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. Is this Wolverine? I, I, like, just like how Miss Marvel gave us a little mutant tease, I was like, oh, shit. And then I love the second headline that says, why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? Someone finally <laughs> has paid attention to the end of the Eternals. Yep. That was great. And the ad above it for the shoes is also great. It says Iron Man 3s, like fucking Jordans. <laughs> They're Iron Man. It's great. I, I love, didn't catch that. I, I caught the that. other two, but yeah. I didn't catch that. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about the tease of uh, the Wolverine tease? Is that fun for you guys? I, don't, I think it's just fun. Yeah. You, you, the show is just, you know what it is. Yeah. They're just trying to have some fun. They're acknowledging, they're all, they're acknowledging all the things that people have been thinking about for a while, and they're just having fun with those things without actually really addressing them. You got the at the end the I'll I'll take I'll take this yes, thunder from let's you. Let's get to this one where she she Hulk is discussing with Banner. Banner, they're talking about way back in the day, and Banner goes, "I was literally I was a different person back then." Literally, <laughs> obviously acknowledging that Edward Norton Edward Norton was playing the Hulk when he was in conflict with Abomination, and then even She Hulk looks at the screen like, "Yep." She looks at the screen and goes, "Ha!" And I was like, yeah. oh, that's fun. I was another person. Yeah, she literally. got the joke. Yeah, yeah, I love her fourth ball breaking. We see that more. It's it's a lot of a lot of fun. And, and then, then yes, throw that in. Yes, no, the big reveal is the camera pulls back and she's like, Can we meet? And he's like, uh, I'm gonna be kind of busy. Camera pulls back. He is in that spaceship that that, that crash from the, the first Sakaaran episode, spaceship. the Sakar spaceship, voluntarily also. It doesn't look like he was forced to go, and then they just shoot off in the fucking hyperspace. Holy shit! What? Oh shit! Yeah, there, there goes. Where is he going? There, there goes the Hulk. There he goes for the rest of the show. That's it. He's gone. He's, done. He's, he's gone. They wrote him out of the show. Ah, uh, where? There, there's rumors that they're going to do a World War Hulk movie, and that Universal's rights, I think, end after 2023, so they can finally produce their own movie. Oh my god! Marvel, so... and maybe they'll do a World War Hulk, or perhaps introduce, go back to. Sakar and introduce the fact that he he fucked and had scar yeah. scars there. This Hulk fucks. Yeah. Definitely not a virgin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I heard that. Also, the articles were bringing up. Remember, he was the maestro, old Hulk? I never read that. I don't know what that storyline's about. But No, no, the maestro is not. That is him, but it's it's a it's a version of the Hulk that quickly gained his power, like basically took control of his powers and used it for bad. Oh. So it's yeah. So there's version. like a. Um, there's the um there's the fully formed Hulk where he's got all of his strength and all of his um all of his mental abilities. Mm -hmm. And I think the version that we have of um the Hulk now is like he's slightly smaller. He doesn't have his full strength because I think that and the Maestro is like the the old version that becomes evil that's the fully restored fully on f all cylinders Hulk like with Banner's intelligence and yep. Hulk's full strength. But but a bad guy. Yeah. Yep. Do you think we will ever see He-Hulk uh, return to Rage Hulk uh, <laughs> station? Savage Hulk? Yeah, Savage Hulk. Like, will we ever see him fucking 
just you know let his rage flow. Well, I mean, that's the fun. That's fun. Yeah, they might do. I, I, I mean, th- there's a lot of people that think Hulk has been nerfed a little bit, which is kind of true, um, in terms of just the overall character because now he doesn't get much, doesn't get angrier as he gets stronger. I saw a rumor online. I think it might have been Screen Crush or maybe New Rockstars, but they were they basically go. Now that you've acknowledged somewhat Edward Norton, maybe why he makes a call to Edward Norton, oh. does a Hulk versus Hulk type thing. What? Maybe you make Edward Norton the maestro. Oh, shit. Oh, multiverse the Hulk. Yeah. yeah or a different version. Oh, oh, my God. There's no way Edward Norton's going to be involved. Yeah, he seems too... Uh, He's better about yeah, it. Yeah, but what's better. he doing these days? I haven't seen him in a movie but in a while. Who knows, who knows how big Fahey's checkbook is? Maybe yeah. the old key-ish. Get him back in the yeah. door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green for green. Yeah. Oh, and that other the other thing that was confusing is at the end, the cliffhanger is that uh, Ab- Abomination has escaped, but they've also, they're showing, they say this Fight Club footage has leaked, and it's footage from Shang-Chi. But right. when is this, this is, is this footage just old or is this happening during Shang-Chi and that's where he went? That's what I think. Yeah. I think that's, that should, that it's tracks. Terrible. I think, that, I think old, what Ruggs is saying. Their old, right. their old timeline that they had so that's, before shit got moved around. Wong's going to show up and he's going to have to, maybe he explains, look, I borrowed him for this thing uh, or something. I don't know. Because I was like, is this happening during Shang-Chi or not? They cut the scene where uh, he turns into Abomination in the cage. But maybe that that's in the an, trailers. But maybe that's in another episode. Yeah, maybe right. It doesn't need to be in that. Here's the scene they did change. I uh, I found this article. Jamila Jamil was on Jimmy Fallon last week. You would look into this because you you gave her no love last yes. week, even though she's basically your cousin. She's bad. We're all related. All the Pakistanis. Yeah. She shared a deleted scene, which I'm surprised Marvel let her share this of that fight from the end of episode one, and in one take. She was actually going to get punched in the vagina. Oh, Just shit. You see her flying back, grabbing her crotch on wires. And they, uh, they changed that. But she goes, her quote was like, and we've never seen a woman just socks right in the vagine. And I believe in equality. She goes, I felt that we've seen men kicked in the balls for such a long time. But you never see women get punched in the vagine. Yeah, you got to get. Hey, I'm all for <laughs> equality. Let's start putting some of that in there. Yeah, cunt punch. Yeah, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so, anyways, that didn't make the cut, but I'm I'm enjoying the show. Two episodes in, I can't wait for the the cameos. There's potential for like so many Easter eggs. We still got Daredevil, Wong, all these people showing up. We've got seven more episodes. Seven more episodes. Okay, let's move on to the other fucking show that everybody is watching. Another another ten million episodes on episode ten million viewers. Uh, reported on episode two of House of Dragon. Have you guys watched any all? Where, yeah, what? I watched it. You watched I've only seen the first episode. Okay, you watched the first episode. Okay, let's talk about the second episode. I mean, the, I just saw I mean, the first. The first <laughs> I meant the first episode. I do want to say, asshole. I'm going to mention one thing about the second episode is that they put in a proper credit scene, which is pretty dope, with like bloodlines of the Targaryens, and they use the original music too. It's just like they didn't even bother. Making a new sound, a, a new opening uh, score, which is fine. I love that music. The first episode didn't have any kind of opening credits. So let's talk about the first episode. Anthony, what did you think? First episode, I loved it. Yeah. I had nice. re- legitimately, by the end, I went, we back, baby. I fucking we loved back. it. Yeah. Game of Thrones is we, back. We back. Yeah, we back. Absolutely. We, at least for one episode, I felt like... Uh, 
I felt like a 15 year old boy again watching <laughs> Game of Thrones, seeing <laughs> right? all them naked women and oh, people spo- getting cut up. Holy shit. Uh, the, the, the fucking s- medieval C-section cut with oh, the jousting. I could not watch that. Like I literally no, had my, I took my glasses off. So everything was blurry and I was turning, I was like, oh my God, she's fucking screaming. And the way it was yeah, cut it was, with that joust was brilliant. Yeah. It was porn at that oh point. Oh my God. It was, it was horror porn. Yeah. Rudge, yeah. what'd you think of it so far? That was good. I was like, okay, we're back in shape right now. Let's see how they fuck this up. <laughs> well, the first episode is directed by uh, Miguel Sapochnik, who did the Battle of the Bastards and a lot of the big oh, wow. battle episodes. The second episode doesn't have a lot of action, but it's a lot of good fucking Game but, of Thrones drama. But Thrones wasn't built around no, the it action. No, it wasn't. But they give it to you in the first one. They give you a little bit of everything, right, in that first episode. First episode gives you everything you want from Thrones. You, yep. get, you get boobies. Yep. You get... This you know you get lying and family discord family yep. shit you get uh, dragons. weird dragons you get you get people's arms and stuff getting cut off this, you get everything it, you need in Game of Thrones he violence chopped, he chopped his dick off that was his yeah. dick right? and you get and you get good performances yeah. and that's all yeah. you really need I love yeah Matt, and then yeah. and that dude uh, Matt Reeves right Matt Smith oh, Matt Reeves Matt What's Smith Matt Smith Matt Smith yeah. has a very hateable face as so Damon perfect oh, he plays a great dick like that guy's gonna be a problem I love to hate him already. Even the little the touches of like when they were jousting and like when they get to the end and they got to grab another stick from the kid and come back like he just knocks his assistant over with the horse he fucking turns and knocks him down I was like what a dick he is yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll watch the second episode and try to get the third in by before the next show okay I think we I would... just didn't have enough time yesterday watching a couple things which I can talk about here okay I think we definitely need to review this season when it's over because I fucking love both episodes so far yeah we'll review it when it's over we don't need to yeah. review it yeah episode by episode all right good yeah no it's back it's fantastic second episode what do you think of the second episode Rugs? also good also yeah. good yeah uh, okay. I really don't have a negative yeah, it's uh, back, baby. criticism at this point there's still I mean look the first episode did its job it got me back yep. in it I, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard I know all the characters what their machinations are I know, okay, this is setting everything up. And then the second episode, there's an interesting development that now makes the situation, you don't know why it takes yeah. place, but like it, you're like, oh, this kind of is complicated yeah. now. It's getting good. All right. Uh, what else so. have you been watching, a Well, in addition to watching Samaritan yesterday, <laughs> I also watched John Woo's U.S. debut with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hard target. Oh, hard target. Nice. Yeah. Set in Louisiana with uh, Lance Henriksen as the bad guy and the guy from South Africa. It's uh, it's a John Woo movie. It's John good. Woo's great. I love his over-the-top fucking crazy action scenes. They're fantastic. You know, he, I mean, you've got Jean-Claude Van Damme gunning people down and then roundhouse kicking them in the face. What more can you want? <laughs> does he do the, <laughs> does he do the splits in this one? No, but he does the jumping, turning, kick, and he just... Gunning people in the chest, and then as they're about to fall over, he roundhouse kicks them. Is this the one <laughs> where is he? Great Chuck is he, Norris. He's standing on a motorcycle in this one. He does. Yeah, stand that's on that a one. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Lots of doves, lots of slow mo. He they they do the scene where him and the one of the villains are back to back talking to oh, one yeah. another, loading their yeah. guns, and then turn around and start shooting. That's it's, a, it's all that's, it's yeah. all great. John Woo's that's very John and fantastic. Yeah, that's very John. And you Woo. throw in Jean Claude Van Damme doing it. It's just Jean Claude was one of my heroes, just like Stallone. 
he's got a mullet. I had a mullet. Like, there's just there's so many good things about this. Did you he know, have if, uh, two guns at one point? He always, uh, you know, John Woo's always got to have the two guns jumping, two guns. jumping in yeah, the air, you and have shooting. The two guns. Yeah. It's you know, it's just it's just great. I mean, it, it it's by if you're actually measuring it, it's not a great movie, but it's, it's great. <laughs> but it's it just is fucking great. great. Absolutely, it belongs great. in the '90s term. It belongs. It's yeah. it's just so good. It's, it's a special kind of great. Yeah. It's yeah. not great by the measure of it. Is, is it a good film? No. But it has, has to make you feel, though. It makes you feel. It has personality. And and, and Jean-Claude is a star. Lance Henriksen's a star. The guy that plays a South African villain, he's great. The woman character is nice to look at and the terrible actress. Like, it's just great. Oh, I it's forgot great. about Wilfred Brimley's <laughs> in this, too. Diabetes. Oh, yeah, he's in Diabetes. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I recommend anyone that hasn't yeah. seen it to watch. I recommend you Excellent. guys, if you haven't seen it in a while, well, to watch I'm gonna, I'll, just, be re-watching, I'll be rewatching all of the Van Dams very, very soon for our 90s. I can't wait till you watch Double Impacting. <laughs> <laughs> the, and Jean-Claude, they, you know, they always have to figure out, some movies they don't figure out how to incorporate his accent. Yeah. This one, they do a half at, they do a pretty good job, actually. They try. He's from New Orleans. Yeah. so they kind of do the french thing oh yeah and he's got a cajun he's, uncle so he's basically cajun but he still has a like a french belgian accent they sound so. like that down there too yeah so. they kind of yeah. sound like yeah. that you know he's got an yeah. uncle that shoots arrows it's just Oliver. it's a, it's it's a dangerous game. it's the yeah. movie's a dangerous game with john claude van damme yes. doing john nice. stuff nice that's good nice rugs you watch anything aside from uh, all that stuff i watch sandman oh you watch oh. the whole thing yeah, all of the Adam Sandler, well, the whole thing. Not Adam Sandler. Okay, spoilers. <laughs> what, what did you think of the Sandman? I think it had its moments where it. I was like, oh, they really brought this comic book to life. I'm yeah. like, this they fucking nailed it. Yeah. And then there was times I was like, eh. <laughs> but like overall, I feel like it had good moments and enough um, mystery. I don't know. I, I know they did it in the comic book, but. Yeah. Like um, the rock paper scissors match that Dream has with Satan, yeah. it's like it's kind of like a huge letdown. Yeah, that was okay. What was it's you- like? We're gonna play rock paper scissors. We- this beats that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, with oh, this devil. is not a fight. Yeah. This what is was not your favorite episodes out of this? You want to know? My favorite episode was the one where the fucking guy goes to the diner. That one is great. John D with the ruby twenty four seven. I like the first episode. I like the episode of where. Um, Dream has to go and talk to uh, this guy every hundred years. Bob Gadling, that was my favorite. Where it's two issues. Yeah. It's where he, uh, where he, we meet Death for the first time, and that's like that whole conversation feeding the birds, all straight from the comics. And then he just follows around Death as she gently takes souls. And then the second half is that episode where he meets this dude, Hob Gadling, in thirteen hundred medieval somewhere, and this guy's like, "I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna cheat Death." And Dream decides to. Let him live and meet every hundred years, hoping that the guy goes, please kill me. Uh, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. That was great. Did you watch the 11th episode? The bonus? I did. I kind of like that one with the I... Night of a Thousand Cats and Calliope. Calliope was cool. Calliope was good. But I the cat one was like a waste of time. I, I mean, was like, who, no one, who gives a shit about this cat? Now, these are like classic filler issues between like the big story arcs, right? Yeah, that's why that's why Sandman always escaped me because they would do stupid shit like that. Yeah, and then I would be like, like, well, I don't care about this. And then let's get back to the story. But um, yeah, I always felt like death was a, was strange because like she got a pass because she was hot in the comic books. Yeah. So she looked like, like a goth chick that you'd be right. at a, a New York bar. Right. But in this one, 
she doesn't resemble that. And not only that, but then you realize once you strip that away and you're not like, you know, looking at her as an object, (laughs) you realize that she's her job is stupid. Like she can't she has to be in a million places at once for everybody dying. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. Like dream. He could. He's in one. He's a realm. You know, he has a whole realm. Right. But like death, like being this person that like it, like just like escorts people to the afterlife, like yeah. one by one. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like they should at least have like, like a million versions of her existing at the same time or something uh, like sure. that. That would be cool. Sure. No, but, but it's a, you know, the essence of the character is there where she's yeah, like, no, 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 her, you know, all of the acting and stuff was yeah, great. But she, where, you know, she's just like, I want people to have a friendly face as the last face they see and for it to be a gentle transition. Uh, the listen. I think the one-off stories like just add more details to the world and the characters and the world building. So I've always enjoyed those. Hopefully, they get a second season because it looked like an expensive show. Yeah, I mean, I was actually uh, quite pleased with some of the visuals. The so. guy playing Dream was not, he was good. I thought he yeah, did the he job. Fine. Right, he did the job. And the Corinthian Boyd Holbrook fucking. I started I doing like the Dream voice around the house. Oh yes, I started <laughs> talking like I was like. Uh, hey, he talks like this. <laughs> Welcome to the dreaming. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's what he talks like. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you got to watch that. I still want to do some kind of review or something. We'll figure it out. Anyways. Yeah. Other people are watching it, too, in the nation. I noticed. It's great. And read the comic if you haven't. I think it's good. I think it's recommendable. I think it's definitely it is recommendable. Yeah, recommendable. But not everyone's going to like it. If you don't like slow moving shit that doesn't make sense, then don't watch this. <laughs> well, I mean, there is like the first two episodes he is a prisoner and doesn't say anything. So, right. it's start, like I said, it starts out a little slow, but it builds to a thing. But yeah, it's definitely it takes it, it, invo- it involves some investment, but it pays off, I think, ultimately. I don't think like you have to like this shit to watch it. Like yeah. you have to like these type of stuff. You have to be like yeah. into like Black Mirror or yes. something like that yes. or Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's. Uh, I just want to finish up by mentioning some things that are out this week and things that are happening. Uh, they are re-releasing Spider-Man No Way Home this weekend. They are calling it Spider-Man No Way Home: The More Fun Stuff. Yay! Uh, this Friday, September second, it has eleven minutes of extra footage. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Is it worth going back to the theater? Well, I don't know. No, because it's well, fun stuff. It's no more need. fun stuff. It's just fun stuff. Well, here, here's we. Anthony, would you go back for 11 minutes extra footage? Spider-Man No Way Home? No, you probably care? not. I yeah, saw the okay. movie like three or four times in the theater, though. Like yeah, three. I saw it. Okay, I saw it twice. Well, this may uh, sweeten the deal. You can combine this with. I didn't know this was happening. Saturday, September 3rd, this weekend is National Cinema Day. It's the cinema's got a day. But there are about 3,000 movie theaters across the country, Regal and AMC being part of this, that will be having $3 movie tickets. Oh, shit. Three bucks. You could go watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Extra footage, $3. Uh, Because this is like the doldrums of the movie releases and nothing is really coming out right now or for a while. Uh, Would you go back for $3 movies right now? I'll buy that for $3. (laughs) I'll buy that for $3. Um, I don't know. Like you could go see Top Gun Maverick again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll go to the movies for three dollars. Why not, Anthony? Would you take advantage of this, even though there's not much out? Is the thing three dollars? Yeah, three dollars no holla. I'll find something to watch. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I probably not. <laughs> I would go see you. Bullet Train for three bucks, maybe. Yeah, Bullet Train. I'll watch that. Yeah, but I wonder how. I wonder if this will help. Uh, how busy it will be. But 
fun. Look, if you're looking for something to do, Saturday $3 movies. Now, also on September 2nd, uh, the official battle of the fantasy prequels is going to begin because Amazon is releasing Rings of Power, the Lord of Rings prequel, September 2nd. They put out another story trailer that follows Galadriel, and she talks about her brother and what the whole thing is. But this is now going to go up against House of Dragon, which is really good, as we have just established. But this is the most expensive TV show ever made. First season budget, about half a billion dollars. Right. So I am. I heard the first two seasons are first two episodes are kind of slow because they got to set up a lot of shit. But I am super curious as to what five hundred million dollars can buy you I, on a TV. I show. feel like it's probably going to end up being an interesting watch, but I don't think it's going to have a stand a chance against House Game of Dragons. Really? No. Because the visuals in this trailer, like the the fucking landscape, the vision looks visuals, amazing. Visuals, it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> Like they, whatever, whoever's got this set up on Game of Thrones, they got you by the balls within the first 15 minutes of this thing. How did the dragons look to you guys on the thrones? And right. They didn't look, they looked all right. There was like, even when there was the, the, the practical one that looked really bad. Oh, the real one looked the worst. Remember when like the Matt Smith is like trying to like, you know, he's up against the real dragon. Yeah. He's like, bites face. I'm like, that doesn't match at all. Like what it's supposed to look like. And uh, it looked bad. But I love, like, um, yeah. But so you, that probably won't happen on Lord of the Rings. It'll probably be way more polished than that. Yeah. But I sincerely doubt they're going to nail it like as good as they nail. I think that the Game of Thrones people, like they knew it worked yeah. and they knew of, that they had to come out strong because of all the bad blood that, that they've created with their shitty uh, ending. So I think they came in guns a blazing. So if they can maintain it, that's that'll be great. But this Lord of the Rings thing's got a lot, uh, got a lot of work to do to like even make a dent. That's what I think. Anthony, early reactions to what the critics have seen have been very positive. Are you in any way interested in a five hundred million dollar season of television for Lord of the Rings? Yes. No, I nope. haven't even seen. I haven't even seen all the Lord of the Rings. I, I didn't even like the first Lord of the Rings. You made you me watch it. You wouldn't check this out at all. I mean, if I watched the other two Lord of the Rings and I got on board, then maybe. But I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to either. Right? It is going to be its own thing. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know that there's going to be things that I would have really understood if I watched Lord of the Rings. But if the show is made well, it shouldn't hinder entertainment. Like you need to make this as if person hasn't made it and has has seen it. I don't know. I just haven't. There's not very many things where I've started the prequel without seeing the actual thing before. Fair enough. I would just. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. I mean, it was just them walking around with that fucking ring on a mountain. The there was entire. a lot of walking with the ring. Yes, <laughs> this was my main complaint. Is like I, I should just watch, walking. Let, let, let me preface by saying I haven't seen the other two, which They're are good. really good. One, I think, won an Oscar. Yeah, the third one. The third one. And when I watched the first one, I watched it on my laptop. So it was probably oh, the worst cinematic experience you could have. Peter Jackson is just fuming right now. Yeah. Come kill you. So, uh, look, I, the, the trailer looks interesting. I'm going to watch the first episode because I want to see all this money and stuff. But I don't know. It just seems too much into this fantasy. I don't know if it's going to get me. I don't know if Pr- I'm going to Prime be, is I'm really banging thinking. on this. They are. They I pr- don't know yeah. how. Bu- I don't really don't know how budget. First of all, I don't know how budget 
really is going to make the show better. No, it's not, obviously. If they don't have a good story. Yes, if they can't get you interested and not lose you. I'm just afraid they're going to lose me. I'm going to be like, ah, you know what? I don't give a fuck about these elves and uh, whatever. I don't know. But R- Rings, like right now, they're telling a great story. It's focused. You can follow it. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of Targaryen names, but it's not too crazy. I mean, uh, House of Dragon. House of, House of Dragon is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. House of Dragon. I like how dude. he's like sculpting a little concrete like uh, King's Landing in his uh, King Viserys in his room. You know, his fucking days are numbered. Dude, did that dude pimp his daughter out? To his, yeah. Right? He's like oh, over sh- there. And he, and he goes, wear your mother's dress. I was like, oh, what? Was, that, was that his daughter? Yes. The, his he hand. was pimping her out, right? Yeah. The Viserys That's what I thought. hand of the king, and- his daughter. And the yeah. daughters seem to have like a little lesbian thing going on, huh? Yes, those yeah. two, Renera and her, were very close, and they're holding hands. And I thought there was a thing going on there. So there's a thing that happens in the second episode that throws that whole thing crazy, makes it go crazy, even more crazy. So wow, wow, we wow. Yeah, very good. Okay, all right, good stuff. We're going to end it right there, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? You can find me online at Really Rugboy on Twitter. Come give me a follow. I, there's a link to that right in our show description, listener, or you can go to jockandnerd.com slash 450 to see how to support the show, how to get in touch, how to join the group, all that fun stuff, uh, and uh, share the show. It's the most important thing you could do. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We will peep you next time. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Play all the drops. Jogger